1069. Well, welcome to the Sansbury Show on Rock 1069. We're also online at WRQK.com. If you missed Neuter Tuesday yesterday, that's where you can podcast that and the rest of the program. We have Norm McDonald tickets and corn tickets for you today. I'm joined every uh, morning by Matthew Fantone. How are you, buddy? Uh, pretty good, man. Pretty good. Can't complain at all. Feeling good on a Wednesday. What's, uh, what's the story across the board? All right, so... I did something yesterday okay. that we talked about on the program, Okay, and you said you weren't going to do it, and I said, well, you're a better person than I, and I am going to do it. Okay. And actually, we ran this piece of best of this morning, where we were talking about Paige from the WWE, and uh, apparently there have been uh, like three short video clips, like homemade sex clips of her, and some f- still photos were also released. Leaked, and uh, you know, Fantone. He was like, he gets caught up on his soapbox about it, but he doesn't believe. And dude, this is actually it's very admirable about you. But I, I couldn't help myself. But Fantone won't watch like leaked porn. Like he won't do it. Even like, even like nudes, and that feels so much less scandalous now. Like, oh yeah, some nudes. And this certainly is not the first time WWE superstars have been involved in something oh, like God, this. No. But I mean, you know, Hogan, for Christ's sake, he was a part of a court case. Well, right, 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 right. <laughs> I mean, and, 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 and obviously, you know, this has become so much less scandalized of a story when it comes to celebrities as a whole. It happens all the time. We've almost become cold to it. A little bit. I mean, if it's not somebody that you feel like is like... I need to protect that celebrity because they're my favorite. Remember when the Pamela Anderson tape dropped? And I was, was going like, to ask you about that. All right, because I remember that. And that was back... You couldn't, like, log on. Right. Like, I had to go to the video store and buy... Buy Pam's tape, but it was considered to be stolen, and we didn't know like the whole circumstance at the point. Would you have done that? Um, I, oh, I, you know, back then I watched it, and I mean, but as I look at it now, as I kind of like look back as yeah. more as a mature person and more like adult about things, I'm like, yeah, I shouldn't do that. I, I wouldn't feel comfortable with that, even having, okay. having already seen that Kim Kardashian tape, same way, where it's like these people didn't intend for this One night to in get Paris. out. Right, these people didn't intend you, for it to now, get out. Hold on, this is a separate conversation. I shouldn't do this, but let me just ask you real quickly. What do you say to the people who are saying, yeah, like, maybe Pam, no, um, maybe Paige, no, but Kardashian and Paris Hilton knew exactly what they were well, doing. Well, no, if they've gone on to release it because it's like, well, I might as well make money off it's of it. It's out there. But let's officially get behind l- it. Let's not act like Kim Kardashian was this, like, media mogul before this happened. That's why she became someone, is I, because but that's, that well, that's my point, though, is that the people make that claim she, that that's why she did it. She had no way of knowing that that was going to turn into what it did. You know what I'm saying? I don't think she could have. I don't think she could I mean, it could have just ended up being another hot chick getting railed on TV. It, Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I don't think she it was able. could have done that. I don't think she was able to, to see into the tea leaves that deeply and be like, I'm going to turn this into a billion dollar, okay. you know. All right. I, I think, think it, ha- it happened. I think she did do it for a little bit of celebrity, but, I, but I, you know, I can't prove that, so I don't know. At the end of the day, if you have somebody saying, I did not consent to these, f- these videos, these pictures, these whatever being released... I, I feel like that's a scumbag move. And now, are they still out there? Are people still seeing it? Dude, I just said I did it. Quit calling me a scumbag. Of course, they're out there doing it. But it's like, well, the only person I can control is me. The right. only, the, the only thing. And if I don't want this, if I don't, you know, if I don't find this acceptable, then I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna look at it. No well, matter who it is. Here's what I like. If something should ever get released from me, yeah. I know you won't watch. I it. I will not watch it because you don't want it to be released. Because I feel that's that's how I feel about myself. It's like, what, dude? What if something happened to you? What if something happened to someone you love? What if someone happened to someone you care about? Can't get on a high horse just because it's. Your wife, you, or someone else, if you're watching these, you know, celebrities. I'm suspicious, having watched some of this page stuff yesterday, that she wanted this to get out. 
I mean, dude, she sets the camera. You watch her set the camera up on the table. She's talking into it as if she's talking to an audience. Then, the, like, she goes over to the bed and the, with one of the dudes, like, because multiple videos got released, and like a third person walks up behind them with like a professional, like, it looks like a professional camera, like kind of filming it. Uh, now that doesn't mean that she wanted it to be released. You know what I'm saying? Just, just making, put, just paying somebody to make it a very expensive custom video for you just, to watch. Just because you're better at sex tapes than like most people who just <laughs> who just set the camera up and then are sweating on it. You know what I mean? And of course, somebody who's used to these high production value, you know, events, WWE events, is going to have. It a was probably bit of, a WWE photographer, right? Videographer probably maybe? has a little bit of insight into. Yeah. How to make better tapes? How to make better? You know. Uh, well, Vince would know. Right, right. So uh, Vince knows how to get eyeballs on stuff. Right, and I would assume that being around that product for so long, you learn a little bit about like, all right, here's how I'm going to set the camera up. Here's how. Here's the lighting. <laughs> I feel like that's here's a little the, idealistic. You know, uh, well, I, I think mean, I think Paige realizes that there's only so much road the WWE gives you, and at some point, you you know what I mean? Like she's seen other people do this and get skyrocketed into short term success with it, and I think that might be what she was doing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who you're pointing to in like in, in her world that has been, if anything, it's been much more of a hindrance for these people to to have to deal with the fallout. I mean, like like when Seth Rollins is like he's got D picks out there. When that happened, like he seemed like he got pushed on the back burner for a while, and that's much more likely to happen. Is they're going to be like, all right, dude, we got to separate. This is a kids' product, and right. now you've associated with. Okay, so all right, I guess I needed to ask this question before I before like is she still full on? No, she's involved. She's been in this weird spot recently where she was like a very highlighted person was very in the front and center on the picture of everything um and then she started dating this new dude Alberto Del Rio and he ended up leaving the WWE That's Al- uh, Alberto Del <laughs> Alberto Dong Rio is what yeah. my girlfriend calls him but Yeah you could see it through the uh, right, through the tights right. the so, homie was <laughs> So so uh, you know she's been on this back burner she failed a drug test Build too. the wall right Dude build our jobs taking the white women the guy Giant you know what, dude? Build one on the board or get one around God. Harlem. Everything will be all right. Just anyone with a big dong on the other side of that wall. So, um, so oh she, my God. It's gonna she, be a good day. She failed a drug test. She she was dating this dude, and it's all these different issues let that come up with something. her, and then this happens. All right, so let me ask you something. Because I think businesses, especially like Vince's and that, can be out of head of things before the public gets there. And what I sure. mean by that is, did they maybe start to back burner her because they they knew this was going to, like they knew before we did this was going to break? Uh, hey, somebody got into this and somebody's well, trying to extort me and they say they have this and next thing you know it's on Pornhub and they kind of knew that was coming so let's start devaluing before we get there? That would be a long game they were playing and... and, and be a smart one. Well, well, if they were doing you know that I mean? though, if, if, if they knew knew that they would know that Xavier Woods was involved in this too and he's ah, the opposite has happened ah, to him he's like the host, that's a fair point he's like the host of WrestleMania he's like oh really he's like he's as uh, in front of the camera as you can possibly be Dear God. so it just it, it, it's really telling to see that like this woman who had these you know this tape apparently loves large penis <laughs> this woman who's had this tape taken from her and, and and leaked is getting punished where Xavier Woods in the tape in the you know in the video yeah, that's fair. You know, he's, I, I, he's getting pushed to the forefront. Yeah, I didn't think about that. You know, I, I was just, I wanted to look at this at all angles. Because like I said, I, wa- I I did. But then here's the weird thing. So I had the laptop open. I was yeah. like, all right. I was like, I do kind of want to, I don't care about the WWE at all. But Paige apparently had some sex tapes released. So I was sure. like, all right, let me see. 
right? So I go to Pornhub.com. There it is. And they had it right on the front page. They didn't make you look for anything. They knew what you were there for yesterday. I Dude, that CEO and those people at Pornhub, dude, that, that's a very smart run business. And uh, except for the fact that they trade in people's league sex tapes. Other than that, right. other than that, right. Bar- <laughs> right. no morals, but very smart. Other than that, they're buttoned right. up over there. Right. But it's right there at the homepage, and you know, they didn't make you look for anything. And I started watching it. And then the thing, though, is I was like, oh my God, look at her. She's like look, totally looking into this camera, saying things like building it for an audience. And then I was like, so I was going to enjoy it. And then, like, you know how you have, like, the devil and, like, the, you know, Jesus pop up on your shoulder and Fantone on my right hand shoulder. It's like, bro, you're a scumbag. Don't you dare pull out it. Dude, if you pull out, start cranking on this, I'm telling you, I'm never going to forgive you. And, dude, you, I, you and Pornhub got mixed yesterday in my house. And, I, dude, I murdered you multiple times. Multiple times. There were law and order detectives standing over your dead body in my apartment. Yeah, it's one thing if you're making the excuse of, well, I'm in the business and I have to watch it because I need to have an opinion. No, I was trying no. to get off. <laughs> Stansberry, just, just out, dude. Should I masturbate? No. Uh, yes, the answer not. is yes. Of course you should not. We have corn tickets, 930. We'll pass those out. Norm McDonald tickets up for grabs around 830. More Stansberry Show headed your way next. Hang on. 1069. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 1069. Want to make you aware of this? For a limited time, you can get a Wendy's quality kids meal for just $1.99 after 4 p.m. It has everything your kids want just for $1.99. So if you've worked overtime, you don't have to cut corners at dinner time. You can get a little something extra for yourself, given the fact that this is only $1.99. You can choose from a four-piece chicken nugget, kids' cheeseburger, kids' hamburgers, or the grilled chicken wrap, the ultimate grilled chicken breast, dressed up with crisp lettuce, cheddar cheese, and a smoky honey mustard sauce, all wrapped in a flour tortilla. You can get that served with apple slices or natural cut fries and a drink available at participating Wendy's for a limited time. Again, $1.99 for kids' meals after 4 p.m. Stansberry's going to play his cards like the opposite of a teenager trying to buy beer outside of a gas station. He's outside of Wendy's like with some seeing kids. Like, hey, I'll give you the money. Just go buy me a kid's meal. You know, I cry inside every time, right? <laughs> like, I know I laugh at it. Haha, <laughs> it's funny. But essentially, what happens is, is you make me feel awful about myself, and then I have to go home and stuff more food into my face. See, here's what's crazy about you. What's that? Is that you're a charitable person. I you am. believe in, like, helping women, shelters, and stuff. And Everything yet, I can, yeah. And yet, like, I'm the battered person in this relationship. You know, I, I, I would imagine you have heard at least a few times that verbal abuse is just as bad. jerk <laughs> you are you're just a jerk do your buddy uh lebron james yeah is now like jawing back and forth with this uh with his dad of lonzo ball lavar ball and Correct. uh and honestly this time i've been kind of going at lebron a little bit over the last few days this uh, this time I, I i think i might be on lebron's side we'll get into that around nine o'clock but i did read uh just briefly during the break that he feels like he's being singled out lebron does about this resting issue in the NBA. And I would think it would be crazy to deny that fact because when you're the face of the NBA and you're doing something, they're going to make you the focal point of it, right? Heavy is the head that wears the crown, I, dude. That's what I think, too. It, it, that's, that's the truth of it. Now, that doesn't, it, that doesn't mean that LeBron doesn't have a gripe. You know what I'm saying? Right. That doesn't mean he doesn't have a point. All things can exist is true. But he does have to deal with it when you are, when, you know, when you're top dog, there's a lot of, there, right. there's gonna it comes be, with it. There's going to be a lot of people coming at you. So it's, uh, it's to be expected, I guess, but I guess we'll get into it. I have a crazy idea to fix this problem. Okay. And I mean crazy. 
crazy. Okay. And NBA purists like yourself are going to hate it. Okay. I think you make the league 16 teams and end guaranteed contracts. Dude, show up every night and play, and the schedule gets easier. Um, but you're taking away all that money from all those. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I feel like there's a way to make that back up. Uh, not to the not to the owner of the Milwaukee Bucks. There's not. Yeah, when you start putting logos on jerseys and floors and all their stuff, I, I think th- I think you could find a way to make the money. I don't think I don't think you're ever going to uh, have a a a. I mean, and of course, if you're talking in a hypothetical world, sure, I could see how that would get better. Um, but you're never going to. Yeah, it's a cra- I said it's a crazy idea. Yeah, we're going to reduce pro sports. That's never going to be an argument that holds much weight. I don't know, man. I think it, like you hear these arguments all the time. If the NFL started today, does Green Bay have a franchise? Probably not. But I mean, but once you again, we're I mean? living we're living in a hypothetical world there, where so it's like I, Green, I, Bay, Green Bay and get rid of the Packers. I think on no. Here, here's the thing. I think, and I've heard this about Kevin Durant, that one of the reasons why he wanted to leave Oklahoma City is not because of Russell, but because it was Oklahoma City. And when he got drafted, it was like, dude, you're going to Seattle. Like, and I don't know if you guys have ever been to Seattle, but it's one of the coolest cities on the West Coast. It's awesome. And, you know, it's big. It's a metropolis. There were going to be other black people there. Like, there were going to be, like, a lot of stuff going on for Kevin Durant. And then all of a sudden now the, the, the leagues can move teams and teams can move. And now he's like, well, now I'm stuck in Oklahoma City. This place sucks. Um, sure. You know, I, and, 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 and if, if, if the, uh, if the NBA decides that, Hey, we're only going to go to the coolest cities around. I mean, I, no, I don't think the NBA is going to decide. I think the players are eventually going to get too much power. Like they already, in my opinion, they already have it. And they're going to say, this is part of the problem. We don't want to play in these loser cities. You're going to, you're, you're going to have expansion when it comes to all pro sports. There's going to be a team in China. There's going to be a team in London. There's going to be a team there. I mean, there's no way you're getting teams to go back up off of it. No, I, I, I just I, I think it would fix it. I'm not saying it's going to. Ha- I just think there are. I think eventually, man, you're going to see, especially with the NBA, these players have way too much power, way too much, and I think it, it, they could get it there. And I think that there is something to that. Like I understand, like why a guy, like I got it. Like when somebody laid that argument out for me like that, I was like, dude, if you're Kevin Durant and you're seven feet tall and black, you're the only seven footer in Oklahoma City, and. <laughs> Right, but, yeah, like, but and so like you can't get mixed in. The, the jazz has existed forever. You know what I mean? And they're in the middle of Mormon country. They're in the middle of Utah. You know what I mean? So like, okay, eh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how much weight that holds for me. What is a bigger city, Oklahoma City or Salt Lake? Salt Lake feels big when you're there, but I don't know. I don't. I don't actually know. Yeah, Castle in the cornfield. There, you know what I mean? Like, of course, Salt yeah, Lake feels big because there's nothing else. Because the uh, four hours it takes to. you to drive through Utah yeah. to get to it. Yeah, that yeah. is true. Having driven through it multiple, I love you. Honestly, Utah is one of the states I would move. To. Certainly, a, a you know an issue when it comes to um, the balance of power within the NBA. But I, I I I would say at this point, I mean, the product's pretty damn popular, and and I, I don't see it going anywhere. I don't see it. I, I, I like I said, you're not. Going to get, you're not going to get the association, the advertisers, the teams, the players. You're going to get none of those guys in on the concept of we're going to do it. We're going to we're going to pull back. If you're the TV networks right now, you got to be pissed. They just renegotiated, and you, it was like billions more you had to pay, billions. And their response is, yeah, now we're not going to give you fun games to put on TV. Like I've said, it's about, crazy. Like I've said about this before, that you know, 
there's a lot of different interests in professional sports. There's the interest of the advertisers, the interest of the association, the interest of the players, the interest of the coaches, the interest of the individual teams, and all those different things. And at the end of the day, you work for the for the team. You don't work for the association. You don't work for the advertisers. Ah, the teams work for the association. But, but your job as a coach, as a player, is to work for that team and to put yourself in the best position to win a championship. Right, that's the coach. But there's GMs and there's owners, and it's sooner or later that coach actually works for that GM and that owner, and the league is going to do something to force owners to get stars on the court. GM's job is to win basketball games. It's to win championships. Not win individual basketball games. It's to win championships. I... Owner's, yes. owner's goal is to win championships. But you got to understand that in the business world, smart dudes understand only one team's going to win the championship. So you can talk to me about how well, we're going to do this because we're going to win championships, but no, you're not because LeBron James is going to win the championship. So what is the excuse for other teams that are doing this? I, 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 just, I guess at this point, it's going to turn into the conversation with me is where does this line end? Like, okay, now you're telling me I have to play this game. How many minutes do I have to play? If LeBron only plays the first quarter, is that okay? Or is it no? You got to play, dude. We got to play enough for for you to win. All right. Well, then, when 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 a quarterback slides, no, I pay for you to get every yard. At what point does this end? Like I said about that argument yesterday, there are lines in everything, right? Your car can do eighty, but you're only supposed to drive sixty-five. So it's on you. To, there are lines, and yes, you make a compelling argument there. But if you're the NBA, and now you have gone back to two TV networks and asked for almost double what they were paying. And they give it to you, and the first premier game, and all the premier games, like these TV games, because, dude, again, it's not, it's calculated. Like, these guys are getting together, and they're choosing San Antonio, Golden State, Saturday night TV. Nah, we're not going to do it. Like, I've heard people say, well, if it's in the middle of the country, like, if you go into Indiana, and it's the game's not televised, and it's Tuesday night, then who cares, really? Well, but at, for me, it's still like, no, the advertiser still cares, the kid, the fan still cares, and ultimately, that's the real point. These are our leagues. And you're going to make the argument of, well, if it's in the middle of Indiana, and it's a game that doesn't matter, and, you know, all these different uh, hypotheticals we put on it, well, then at that point, can I say, well, you know, uh, Matthew Delvadova is my favorite basketball player, so I expect him to be out there is this just because we're talking about LeBron just because we're talking about Steph Curry just because we're talking about upper echelon guys well, yeah because you but, get special treatment for being a star but then there also comes some downside with but, that but, meaning you have to play but if Shump's my favorite player I expect him he's just as much of a superstar to me as he is as as you know anyone else is how can I not uh, so so just because All LeBron's right. more popular yeah I, 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 yes <laughs> like, yeah and I know what the argument is because LeBron has said you know I've played through injuries my entire career Right, like every other professional athlete, though, LeBron. And I've heard the arguments of, you know, he's actually, you know, he's played more seasons because of playoffs and, you know, Olympics and all that stuff. Fine. I, dude, I get it. I do. I get it. And I have been on his side from the start of this because I won a championship. But honestly, and I said this yesterday, if I grew up in Dallas and I was on 103.3 The Eagle, and I, I, dude, I'm telling you, I think I would have been murdering LeBron James all year. And I wanted to be honest about that because I think, dude, like I've been giving this guy a pass because I won a championship. In the NBA, currently, 2017, okay. he is the third most active player. The third most minutes in the NBA. With all the games sat, with all the games he's taken off, he has still played the third most minutes in the NBA right now. What so the argument being that you've had your chance to see him? Well, at the very least, he's out there playing more than anybody else. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, well, you know, two other dudes are, are playing more. Okay. okay. But, 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 I mean, okay. Right, I know. I, I'm just being a dick. But, okay, so let's say this then. Where was I? 
When it comes to resting, where should he do it? At home where you have more chances to see him or on the road? He should do it when it makes the most sense. It's not a home or away or a, or, or, or a premier game or a non-premier game. If it's on, if, if you've got four games in five nights or something like that, well then, dude, yeah, one of those is going to make sense. You, you know, the, the, the science of sports, it's not like he's just saying, like, dude, I'm beat. I'm tired. I'm just going to take a day off. There's, there's, there's analytics that go into this. There's decisions from trainers that go into this. It's not just like, dude, LeBron, oh, yeah, you know, I'm, ta- I'm going to take the day. I mean, this is... Is a, a, a calculated decision okay. that teams make. Analytics has kind of taken over sport, right? And I'm not saying you can make this argument across all sports, but analytics is starting to ruin my favorite sport, which is golf. These the, dude, they they talk about it every week on TV. These kids are way too focused on what these analytics people are telling them, and they're not winning at the rate that the guys who came before them that were out there swinging big pieces of wood versus a car door that hit a golf ball, and they can't win at that rate. And it's because you're too focused on what the numbers say versus molding your game properly. Or is it because everyone's that much better and that's why it's harder to break away Column from the A, pack? column B, if I'm going to be honest. I think it's both, but I think it does have to be both. We've all gotten better as golfers because we're all paying attention to these analytics and that's why there's no dominant player like there once was. Okay, uh, y- yes. Th- both those things have to be true or would be true. I would agree with that. But there's a little bit of like, like, alright, this is getting a little too far inside, but there's this kid, Bryson DeChambeau, who was supposed to be like the next thing. Like the next like guy, and he's all analytics. And the analytics told him, "Dude, your clubs shouldn't be different sizes. They should all be the same length." And the kid can't win. Like he just can't win. And it's just like, no, it, dude. It comes down to you either put the work in. You're either that guy or you're not. Like there's a little. I understand analytics. It, like you should look at it. Relying on it seems crazy. And also for the average NBA fan. That and I know this sounds crazy to say that this is why you got to do it, but that argument's never going to fall right. Like they're never going to hear that and go, "Okay, I get it." I think you'll have people again. You'll have people who are in towns where championships are up for grabs, like here, like uh, you know Oakland with Golden State and all that, who kind of get it and kind of go, "Yeah, I, I don't want LeBron hurt. I need LeBron game seven. Fine, rest." But in the rest of the NBA. Where you got like one star on a team like a Westbrook, or like notice, dude, he plays every night, by the way. And I don't really love the way R- Russ plays. I think he's a little selfish and all that, but like he is a freak oh, to watch he, and he's wildly entertaining. He's leader in minutes in the NBA. James Harden, number two, LeBron James, number yeah, three. Yeah, you see, like James Harden came out and said, like, I'm going to play every game. That's going to be my brand. I mean, go ahead and do that, but you're not going to, I mean, until you translate into championships, until you translate into, into that, nobody's, yeah. nobody's going to put you in the, in the, his, in the conversation of no. greatest. All time. I agree. I agree with that. I, I, like the the thing about Harden is, is short term fans will love that answer. Like much like McCown, like my dad works, my brother works, right. I'm gonna work. Right. Like people do like that. Of course, like you do. they do like that. But you also like a winning quarterback. You also like a guy that's available every week. And yeah, Josh McCown and Josh McCown never available. The guy <laughs> couldn't stay out on the field. No, yes, yes. Being available is worth a lot in pro sports because you can't win if you can't play. So, so I guess if you, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I just think there's a middle ground here somewhere. I think there is a middle ground. And I do think, yes, I do think it is. You must play a certain amount of minutes every game, but you do play. And maybe it wow. is five minutes. Maybe it is. I don't know. I'm saying I don't think that, here's what I'll say about that. I'm not ready to say that should be the rule tomorrow, but I don't think that idea is so crazy that it doesn't warrant 20 minutes of conversation at the NBA level. I don't think that idea is so crazy that they shouldn't discuss 
like a minimum that you have to do. I don't think it's that crazy. What, to what if my it. favorite player is number 15 on the bench? In, uh, five minutes minimum for LeBron, then it's got to be five minutes minimum uh, for every are, guy down we, the bench. We are kind of, honestly, you know, you know what I just said there, and I didn't think about it before I said it, but I basically said everybody has to get their turn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Participation plaques for everyone. Okay, yeah, no, I just did. I talked long enough where I turned myself around on it. Let's get out of this. Let's get out of this. What are we doing? You said we're not going to do this whole sports thing. We're not going to no, do I'm it. Not going to do it. All right, more Stansberry show up next. Hang on. Guys, it is Fantone from the Stansberry show here. Tax season right around the corner. You're probably thinking to yourself, what am I going to do with that refund? Well, let me tell you, there is no better investment than yourself, and I'm talking about the Rollholt Vision Institute. It's been over a year since I've had my LASIK surgery, and I could not be happier with the results. I'm seeing 2015, people. You could be, too. And before you say to yourself, oh, I don't have the money, or, you know, I'm not a candidate for LASIK, dude, head over to RollholtVision.com and see what their financing options are. See if you would be a good candidate for LASIK. They've got three different locations to serve you, so you are never too far away from world-class eye care. Like I said, go hit up the website, RollHoltVision.com. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. 930, we'll pass out a pair of corn tickets. They're playing August 2nd out of Blossom. 930, we'll get you hooked up with those. Bagpipes, kilts, scatting in that weird... You know... It's all going down. They kind of are time-capsuled a little bit, right? Oh, yeah. Like, they, they're yeah. kind of shelved in that moment in time. And that's where you should be. Embrace it, dude. Dig it. Love it. Be it. Yeah, right? I would agree. Right? I mean, nothing worse than when you try to modernize it. Nothing worse than when Kiss is like, you know what? We're taking off the makeup. No, Jonathan Davis, get your ass up there. Play the bagpipes. Growl for a little bit. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. I would have to agree. Slap on that bass, Fieldy. Now that uh, St. Patrick's Day is over, I, I will be a little bit more honest about this. I find the bagpipes to be wildly annoying. Like, the only time they've ever really been okay to me is when Corn does it. Because I know in a little while, I'm getting metal. Um, <laughs> and I'm hammered drunk standing in a field. I don't mind bagpipes. I understand why they're annoying to people and like for an extended amount of time. But like cornets, all right. And there's been other rock songs that have incorporated bagpipes into them, right? I don't know. you. <laughs> I, yeah, I would think, right? Like all those Irish bands. Shipping up to Boston, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, and look, some of those bands can be all right, too. Like, some of that stuff's all right. It's just, I'm just not crazy about it. You know what's crazy? You know what is interesting about that? Long way to the top. Yeah, dude, that's got bagpipes all over it there. ACDC. Yeah, dude, there's plenty of bagpipe songs out there. All right, you know what's weird about that? That's my favorite ACDC song, probably. Dude, and there you go. You got the pipes going. I like that one. <laughs> I like that one a lot. Uh, touch too much, maybe, but yeah, I do like a long way to the top. Um but I'm not, yeah, I just, I would like to learn how to do it, though. As much as I like to like the way they sound, I wish, like, my buddy Sean is actually in, like, a Piper's group. <laughs> I'm serious. And he was one of, a, he was an intern for uh, for me back in the day. And, uh, but he's in, like, a world, like, traveling bagpipers group. Like, he goes over to Ireland for St. Patrick's Day. Like, he's really good. Like, they play Cam's Corners in Cleveland every year. And, like, it's, like, this big deal. Like, he's, like, you know, super Irish. And, you know, he's got the kilt and he loves it. And I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's always come off a little, little strange to me. Which I guess as far as music goes, I mean, dude, most rock stars right. from the 70s dress like right. women. Dude, you I'm going to say, you love the crew, dude. You love the crew. 
Yeah, half those guys you could bang. Just like, dressed up like chicks, putting motorcycles in, yelling out instruments. Dude, what is that? Switchblade knives were all of a sudden really sure, important to everybody. Sure. Play the motorcycle sounds. Get those going, baby. Mick, talk to me, man. <laughs> yeah, the 80s was weird. I, like, I love it, and I think the 80s honestly gets bagged on too much right. musically. I think if you really go back and look at everything that came out in that decade, the 80s was actually a, a great musical decade. I think it's easy to bag on. The clothes were obviously you yeah, know, kind of fashion funny. But the 90s, the clothing wasn't any better in the 90s. It was almost worse. And I think Go it's watch hold- Seinfeld. Like, dude, it holds up because the jokes are still good, and now the clothes are funny. Well, but <laughs> it's, it's obviously the further back you go, you go seasons one, two, three of Seinfeld or Friends or anything like that, and you're like, God, the 90s sucked. Um, but, you know, obviously, and I think it's funny how people want to crap on kids nowadays. Like, oh, look at this clothes. And I'm like, God, shut up. You grew up in the 80s. Like, how, how, how are you going to say anything to any teenager about what they're wearing? Ah, because that's the way of the world. You know what I mean? <laughs> Get my, off my, da- my dad wore bell bottoms, which were ridiculous, and he was making fun of the clothes I was wearing growing yeah, up. I guess. So yesterday was New Tour Tuesday. That's where we take yeah. a listen to a few songs and we judge them. But we forgot to slip one in. Okay. And uh, so I found this. And the video is actually up for you at WRQK.com in the Sandsbury Show section. This is actually important. A physician is worried about STD rates in seniors. Apparently, the, all those rumors we've heard about like retirement homes just being sex clubs, it's true. Of course. And so STDs are just like running rampant. And she's decided she's going to put together a little song to convince the elderly to be focused on using condoms. Which, dude, if I'm 90, I don't care if I get an STD. Like, I'm not wearing condoms at 90. I'm not doing it. So uh, we'll take a listen to her song right now. Oh, it's a little hip hop. Yo, rap like the D in the house. Let's kick it. Let, yeah, let's do it. Safe sex, baby. Oh. <laughs> Safe sex, baby. All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. Rap Dr. D's rap intention. Calling out all your fellas and ladies. STDs are tearing through folks in their 80s. Can you really help? STDs are coming for, for people. Folks in their 80s. Folks in their 80s. All you guys and ladies, STDs are coming for folks in their 80s. Octogenarians getting herpes. And this is an actual doctor, too. Worth noting. This isn't yeah, like, real doctor. This isn't an actress or something. This is a real doctor. Who no, she's it. like trying to bring awareness. She's well, got the Adidas it's on. It's got to be safe because sex has gotten risky. No shame being a freak and getting a little frisky. Whoa! I'm- <laughs> There's no shame in being a freak. Getting a little frisky, dude. Old people, especially, you got to think. I mean, you're from that previous generation where sex, I'm sure, was a much dirtier thing. You know, people are trying to get a little, uh, what do I want to say? A little more accepting, a little more open when it comes to, to, to wrinkly old grandmas and grandpas getting it on. Oh, dude, the, the imagery I did not need. Your body's a temple. Keeping safe's not always so simple. Sex indiscretions lead to depression. No matter how you like it, comes with the best protection. Love it or leave it. Hormones start to flag. Things dry up and your tail comes out wag. What? <laughs> Things dry up and your tail can lose its wag. That's awesome. Oh my god. Hormones start to flag. Things dry up and your tail can lose that wag. If that is a problem, lube may solve it. See if it doesn't. Don't, no, I don't like it. No, I don't like it. Because I know now, like that's gonna be that will be Fantone's battle cry. Like, if there's a problem, lube may solve it. All right, you know what? I'm not risking going any deeper into that song. You want to hear the rest of it? The video's online, WRQK.com, in the Sansbury Show section. We'll be right back with more show. Hang on. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9.
pass out some Norm McDonald tickets around 8.30 as he's playing the uh, Hard Rock Roxino April the 15th. We'll get you into that. I want to make you aware of this. The Gervasi Vineyard and the Twisted Olive, both restaurants, are hiring seasonal summer positions right now. You can stop out for an on-the-spot interview the last week of March and the first week of April. Online applications are recommended in advance. For details, visit the employment page at gervasivineyard.com. Twisted Olive is one of those slept-on restaurants in Stark County. People stop sleeping on it. It's delicious. It is really good. That is really good. You know what? Maybe that's where I'll uh, suggest to have dinner on Friday night. Ah, Stansberry's little dates. I don't. Re- no, here's the thing: we have not totally confirmed as of yet, but th- there was a loose plan. But yeah, my buddy's girlfriend was like, "Um, I think you'll really like this girl I work with," and like she's trying to play Cupid. And really, what it is is she just wants another couple for them to pal around with, so he'll go do more things. All right. You know, it's easy just to be like, no, we're not doing anything. We're staying home. But when you have a friend that's like, no, come on, we're going. Those to two are going to go. Uh, yeah. It'll be fun. You can talk to him all night. Right. It's like one of those things. She needs that. But, you know, I did see the young woman. She was, uh, well, she was attractive. There you go. There you go. And you were right. Uh, both my mother and my girlfriend were very excited to talk to me about it yesterday. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't I know. I'm like, I didn't talk to him outside of what we said on the radio. Not so, at like, all. Wh- 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 what do you want me to give you here? <laughs> not at all. Oh, my gosh. Daniel's going out on a date. Daniel goes out on lots of dates. He just doesn't always talk about them all because, honestly, most well, people are just an incredible bore. I guess that's the issue there is that this is one that you did decide to talk about. Therefore, everybody's all fired up. Yeah, I guess maybe. You know, That could be true there. I don't believe in I don't believe in taking the law into your own hands, right? I, okay. I think I think it can backfire on you. Yeah, yeah. In, in in a in a big way. That's why the police exist, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, mob mentality or or the the concept of being a vigilante, like it's awesome for Batman. It is. It's like, dude, he's taking the law into his own hands. <laughs> yeah, but this is great. Somebody wrote Batman. Right. <laughs> like that right. those fights are won before they take place. Yeah, and I mean there's going to be situations in life where obviously you have to defend yourself or your property or anything in like that. In the moment of right. the crime, fighting back is just you helping defend yourself, mate, right. or whatever. I still think if somebody comes up to you with a gun and says, give me the wallet, Here. give them the wallet. Wait, I mean, what's, there's nothing in that wallet that's worth dying over. Yeah, what do you want, a 37 credit score? Here you go. <laughs> like, take it from me. I don't care. doesn't matter to yeah, me. You're going to have to add your own credit to mine and then you could use it. There's still like a dollar thirty-seven left on that Applebee's gift card. Go ahead and use it, bro. That's what I would say. Dude, you can have everything else, <laughs> but can I have that Starbucks card? Come on, man. I wake up early for work. I need that one. But I don't believe in doing like this, you know, I'm going to go handle my own justice stuff. No. Because I think, honestly, most people end up and it's going to be bad, right? And, and, and due process counts. And, like, the, the concept of rights as a citizen, whether you committed a crime or not, counts. So, yeah, you shouldn't do that. So a Streetsboro man is accused of shooting another man. And before we even move forward, I'll tell you that the guy is a CCW holder. Okay. And this is going to be one of those things where people say, see, even responsible gun owners aren't totally responsible. That is going to be part of this conversation and or will be part of like the local conversation about this particular story. Not necessarily coming from us, but people will bring that up. I mean, just just because, in my opinion, just because you hold a CCW doesn't necessarily make you a responsible gun owner. It's like, just, like, gun dude, owner. just if you have a bachelor's degree from college doesn't necessarily make you smart. You have a driver's license. You can still be a terrible driver. Right. Right, ladies. Right. So a Streetsboro father accused of shooting another man in the head. Now, here's what happened. His son-in-law 
had a dirt bike stolen from him. Okay. They believe what happened then is that they saw an online ad selling said dirt bike. Okay. I mean, obviously that happens. I mean, you For know, sure with, with, with Facebook market and Craigslist and things like that, people are, uh, people are pushing stolen wares for sure. And so they, the son-in-law calls about the ad, says, I'm very interested to see the dirt bike. Okay. Which it, I mean, you know, you probably would. Dirt let's bikes. go. Let's take a picture on our, on our cell phone of the, the serial number. I have the serial number on the paperwork. We'll call the cops and it should be done right there. Right. Dirt, dirt bikes aren't one of a kind. You know what I mean? So like there is a little bit of like, well, it looks like mine, but going there and seeing. No, it, they're production. Right. You're yeah. going to be able to see, well, is that actually my bike? So this guy, William M. Knight, 63 years old, went with his son to meet up with the man they said stole the bike okay. out of a garage and then they tried to sell it online. Remember, they, they saw the post. Okay. So they set up the meeting and police say that Knight confronted him, argued with him, and then pulled out a gun, shot him in the head. Jeez. And again, Knight, a CCW permit holder, they say, told police that he felt the accused thief was a threat. Well, of course. What else are you going to say? Right. Police say the 24-year-old victim tried to ride away on the dirt bike and rode towards Knight. It's coming Knight, right at me! Knight. And so, let me guess. I, I, I'm going to fill in some blanks here, and okay. a lot of speculation is going to happen right here. Welcome to the Stansberry Show. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it works. Alternative facts. So, right. they go, and then they, they realize, this is our dirt bike. They accuse said guy, that's our dirt bike, you right. stole it, you're trying to sell it. Guy gets on the dirt bike and drives by him, although, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you could fire a handgun, you know, yeah. you know pretty accurately uh, from now, a reasonable distance. Th- th- I would assume that when they went to go buy the bike, or not buy it, but to go investigate the bike, yes. they had to have gone to the seller's house, right? This wouldn't have happened. Well, if you're smart and you know if you're selling something that you know you stole... I don't think so. I think maybe what you do is you set like a public meet. Like actually, and this is a good place. We'll stop right here and and tell you. Cops will tell you that if you're going to buy something from somebody on Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace, or whatever, set the meet in the parking lot of the police station. At least there you know, and then you should get there early and tell cop like, "Hey, I'm setting up." And I've heard cops say that that's probably the safest way to buy something online, and it makes all the sense in the world. I don't know if Canton's one of them, or I don't know if any in Stark County, but there's some stations that have like a well lit and and an on film spot specifically. This is the meeting spot. Really, like, this is where it's. Supposed oh, I didn't to happen. know that. You'll see three cameras here. It's well lit. It's less than a hundred yards from the front door of the police station or whatever. You know, whatever. You know, fire they, station. They make whatever, it. Yeah. But yeah, there's places that do that but i'm going to assume here that somebody who's in the business of stealing dirt bikes and selling them on craigslist for meth money probably isn't like well you know what we should uh find a different place to sell this i bet you this dude was just like yo come over to my house i'll sell you this out of my garage i wonder because all right so my buddy jim it like kind of buys and sells cars online and what he'll do is like if you crashed a corvette he'll come buy it from mm-hmm. you tear it all down and sell the parts on ebay mm-hmm. and you know he does really well and so, like, he'll have me go with him to these meets. Sometimes he buys cars that you can drive home, and he'll be like, hey, I need somebody to, you know, kind of, like, tail me back with this car. And somebody to come with you. Right. Right. And so, like, he'll constantly, you know, we'll go to, like, Lowe's or Home Depot or, like, a Walmart parking lot, and, like, you want somewhere public. Like, he does not like going to somebody's home because he feels like, nah, dude, there are people out there who are crazy who are trying to seduce you into the house and, like, beat you up and kill you and all this other stuff. But I would urge you that if you find something of yours that was stolen and put online— don't go and try to get it back for yourself. 
Because look, here's the thing. This guy could have ended up dead. Now, he, he didn't. He's, you know, the, the guy with the gun, he's alive, right? But you could have just as easily been the victim. But now look, now you fired a gun. You murdered someone. And you murdered somebody. And you're going to, I I mean, I don't know if you're going to end up serving time, but I think the odds are probably in the favor of that you serve time. I don't, I, I mean... I guess if if this guy was on the dirt bike coming at him, but I don't I don't see where this guy is justified in this. I mean, there's plenty of situations I think. Well, yeah, you shoot somebody because your life's threatened, or this, that, or the other. But I don't I don't see how this dude doesn't end up in jail. I think he has to go to jail. Okay, I'm I'm going to read you a tweet I just got okay. f- from a guy Sam that I know. Okay, okay, and I believe in CCWs. I believe in I believe in caring. Mm-hmm. I believe in all that. But he says. Because my CCW seemed easier to get than my driver's license. Wow. He says there were very questionable people in my class. Wow. Now I don't know where he did it. I don't know where he got it. So like I, you know, I'm not accusing anybody. I'm not you know, and I'm I'm not saying that we shouldn't do this at all. I'm just saying like, look, uh, you know, there are going to be areas where it's going to be easier to get than other places. It's to, to make the to make the assumption that like, oh well, all CCW carriers are are, are, are the responsible and, and crazy. great Americans and they're all wholesome and like, well, come on, now we're talking about a huge group of people. Of course, there's going to be irresponsible CCW holders, responsible ones, people who are using it for good, bad, and, and everything in between. So, come on. What's the average dirt bike cost? Seven grand? I was going to say a couple, Seven grand? A couple thousand was what I was going to say. Is maybe two. So, let's let's meet in the middle and call it five. Let's call it five, five? grand, okay. probably. And now you shot a guy in the head over five grand. You know what I mean? Like, I know it sucks when somebody steals something from you and you lose. I had somebody steal a car from me when I was like 19. Like, I went out to my, my driveway. Glass was broken out. Car gone. It sucks. But I wouldn't to be now. Maybe have to go to trial for my life over that. Would have never. Would have never done it. And 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 let's be real about what a dirt bike is a a recreational, recreational vehicle. Right. I mean, and not that you know you should go shoot somebody because they stole your car to get to work every morning. But dude, it's a recreational were, vehicle. It, it wasn't a necessity. Yeah. So you got to yeah just evaluate the severity of what it is that you lost there. But yeah, a guy uh, shot a guy in the head. Don't go back and try to retrieve your own things. Something bad will happen. All right, so everybody's on the Browns now. Everybody's on them because they didn't do a couple of things, and people are thinking like, oh, here we go again, more Browns. And I think it's some of the smartest things they've ever done. We'll get into that next on Rock 106.9. This report is brought to you by East Manufacturing. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. If you're car shopping, let me uh, point you to CSE Federal Credit Union. That's the bank I use. And they're offering you killer deals on loans right now. They know, like, summer's right around the corner. Everybody wants a new car. As it was a little nice yesterday, I just bought a new car. I had the windows down. Radio turned up a little loud. On my way to go play golf, it was awesome. You can have that, too. Just check out CSE Federal Credit Union. No application or processing fees for their loans. No prepayment penalties. And you're going to get a great low rate in terms up to 84 months, which will keep that payment low. You need more info? Check them out online at their website, which is cscfcu.com. You should buy a boat. Buy a boat. It's going to be boat season soon. People, buy a boat. You'll get laid all the time. Get a boat. Get a boat. Probably will. Dude, what's going on with the can charge, buddy? You're like my in, you're my charge insider. Let me give you a little can charge yeah, update. Can yeah, charge minute with Matt Fat Toad here. Uh, a couple things going on with the Canton Charge. Uh, the push to the playoffs continues. They're playing tonight. So Facebook Live, you can check the video out there. Oh, nice. um, I've heard, I've heard the magic number down to one and a half. So uh, the Charge making 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 end roads to the playoffs right now. April fifth is the rumored start date for the uh, Canton Charge playoffs, and uh, this Sunday actually, I will be hosting 
a uh, a season ticket holders event. It's going to be a very intimate, special evening with the Canton Charge, and like uh, ticket holders are going to be able to like ask questions, get autographs, do all these different things. Oh, so, of like the players and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like all the players will be there. The That's dinner, cool. dinner with the team, and all that stuff. And you know, it really is smart. Well, you got to show you got to show the fans you appreciate. It, right. You know what I mean? You want people to come back. You got to tell them thank you, and this is a great way to do it. Again. So. Knowing who you are, knowing what your business is, knowing that, you know what, this is not NBA. Right. And so, like, we're going to go above and beyond to create a very fan-friendly environment where you're involved. That's so smart. Good Monday. I like it. I'm going to sneak into that. I'm not a season ticket holder. <laughs> but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to weasel my way in. So, uh, keeping with sports here, everybody's jumping up and down on the Browns, and I can't figure out why. Okay. Okay? Okay. I, um... Maybe because they're the Browns. <laughs> I don't know. It seems seems pretty easy to do. Fair point. I uh, they didn't go to Mitchell Trubisky's pro day, which, by the way, he kind of said like that whole story got like kind of blown up. He's like, I don't care. Call me Mitch. Call me Mitchell. It made my mom happy. She would prefer that I go by Mitchell or that people refer to me as Mitchell. He's like, so I, if I can make my mom happy, I was trying to make my mom happy. He's like, they made that a huge story out of the combine that really wasn't intended to be that big of a story. I'm sure you faced that before with Dan, Daniel, Danny. I, you know what I mean? Like, there's my I, my middle name is John, and my mom refused to allow anybody to refer to me as DJ. Different people call you different things, and right. it's not that big of a deal at all. It's going to be all right. Yeah, <laughs> but the Browns didn't go to Mitchell Trubisky's pro day. And people are jumping up and down on And I understand it because when you're the Cleveland Browns and you've been lost at sea via a quarterback, I can understand why people go, what do you mean? You guys haven't had a quarterback since Bernie. You're not even going to go look at this thing? But I'm not sure. Do pro days matter? I mean, isn't it like a, like, dude, the dress rehearsal always goes well. The performance is what you got to be worried about. The live performance. I mean, the dress rehearsal always works. But you don't get a live performance before before you right. make this pick. So you have to go with what's in front of you. And, I mean, it, sure, it'd be great to watch him for a season as an NFL quarterback before we draft him, but that's not an option. I think, personally, that this overreaction to not attending pro days is part of the people not realizing that we've come to the point where we don't need to go. Right? Like, you went to pro days back in the day because you couldn't see it. Like, now the pro day is going to be on TV. You yeah, got to. Yeah, but, I mean, hey, can't you make a better evaluation being there, being a part of it, seeing, you know, more than just a videotape? I also think that they didn't attend it. Yeah, maybe. I'll say maybe to that. I'm not sure. I, um, I think they didn't attend it because they're not planning on taking a quarterback at number one. And so if it's not a number one pick, then... If they're not going to take Trubisky at one, then they're not expecting him to resurrect the franchise. And so at that point, what are you flying across the country to go watch? They didn't go to Deshaun Watson's pro day either, and honestly, I'm okay with it, because Deshaun Watson's not going to resurrect your franchise either. I guess you're, you're making all these statements without gathering the evidence to do so. And well, like, I mean, they had the combine. Well, I mean, if you watch the pro days and you, and, and you feel like, hey, this definitely is not the guy, okay, that makes sense to me. But just to say, hey, this is not the guy... Without, Maybe, without being, you know, there might they may have said we've seen enough at the combine to know you're not the guy. Now I hear they like Trubisky at twelve, 
and he may still be there. Some of the experts say you never know. Come, you know, right. come draft and all this stuff. I mean, dude, Romo still hasn't gone anywhere yet. Cutler's still out there. There's going to be, you know, Kaepernick's still out there. There's going to be quarterbacks that get moved around, so you don't know what's going to happen yet. But the possibility remains, not just like a, oh, well, hey, anything's possible, but like there's a very distinct possibility that he will be there at number 12. I, and that being the case, I just feel like, well, dude, you probably should have done a little bit of homework on the guy. I see. I don't. That's where we differ, is that I don't think that not going to the pro day proves you didn't do homework on the guy. I don't think that that necessarily means that. At least it gives it gives the impression. It gives the it gives the impression that like, well, dude, we're not even going to bother looking at him. So I, I mean, yes, of course you can watch tape, and yes, of course you can you know watch his pro day via Facebook Live or whatever the hell it is. But there is a little bit of like, dude, you guys are like the worst team in the history of sports, and you're not even going to. Hey, man, let's let's make sure everything that is possible in front of us, we have a we have a, a plan for, and make sure that we know. Is this guy worth the number 12 pick or not? And and the more evidence you can gather, the more compelling of a case you're going to have. It says here that the Browns just believe pro days are dog and pony shows. And they are. That's all they are. Isn't the guy mine? I mean, here's the thing. Like, dude, Manziel had a crazy good pro day. Well, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think, I, or at least I'm not making the argument of like, well, if a guy has a good pro day, number then, then one he's it. right? It's not the one and only like you know indicator of success. But I, like I said, why not take, why not do more homework? I mean, here's the thing: the Browns can say, oh, we don't need to do more homework. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yes, you do. I to I'm me, everyone. to me, this seems like this seems to me like. If a good team, like not even good, let's say an 8-8 eight and eight team doesn't okay. go to the pro day, I don't think their fan base is upset. I think this is, you're 1-15, you're not going to go look well, at a quarterback? An 8-8 eight and eight team probably has a quarterback that's serviceable at that position. The Cleveland Browns do not. A huge difference there of, of, of you're an 8-18, eight eight you know who your starter is. Personally, I think they didn't go to these pro days. Because I don't think either one of these kids are going to be on the roster. I don't think I don't think Watson or Trubisky is going to be a Cleveland Brown. I really don't. I still think the Cleveland Browns land Kirk Cousins. That's what I think is going to happen. I could be way wrong, but I think he doesn't want to be there. They don't really want him there, and we got a bunch of picks. And their closet's just been raided. They lost Pierre Garçon. They lost a bunch of others. I think that the move is going to be made there. Now the move I'd rather see happen, which I don't think would is I don't know why we're not getting on the phone with Indianapolis that is like in disarray and saying, what do you want from our draft next year? Give us Andrew Luck. What do you want? That's the move I want to see happen. We'll give you everything. I, I'd give away every pick next year if they would give me Andrew Luck. I would, I would give, I would give I away would everything for Andrew Luck. I just believe he's good. I believe he's good. I, I believe Andrew Luck's really good, too. But I think this draft and a really good quarterback, if we draft right this year and we had a really good quarterback, we get closer to where we want to be. Yes, if everything were to go right and, and we and we got a quarterback that was going to, you know, lead us, sure. I don't know if you can if you can rely on everything going right. I don't know if I I think you bring Andrew Luck or really no, any, he probably gets hurt. any elite quarterback into the Cleveland Browns. I said it dude last season. If you bring Tom Brady to the Browns, they're not the Patriots all of a sudden. No, but but again now we've made the right moves with offensive linemen. You know what I mean? We have the two highest paid offensive linemen in the league now. Because well, we years went, ago we had the highest paid defense in the league, and we saw how that turned out. Yeah, all right. Okay. You know, Luke's on your side. Says the Browns are the kid in the high school that says he doesn't need to study, but then he gets an F on every test. 
do your homework. Now, Michelle and Dustin both think this is they're not going to these pro days because they're going all in on Jimmy G on draft day. I man, if you go, I, I don't. I've been on the side of I'm all right with the Jimmy G thing, but you better be right. Like if you get him, because Belichick's gonna raid you. You're he's not coming cheap, and I'm okay with it. But you better be right about him. The Browns don't turn into the Patriots because of Tom Brady, so I don't know what happens with Jimmy Garoppolo. Come on. Like, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the, the culture is okay. going to change? You don't think if Tom Brady was the Browns quarterback last year, we win seven games? I bet Tom leads to six more victories. Four. I would say four is probably a safe Four number. more? So he's, five? He's worth, so you're saying he's worth six He's worth six wins? Yes, absolutely. Wow. I think Tom Brady's worth six wins. Abs- in our division? Absolutely, I do. He's better than Big Ben, better than Andy Dalton. But playing with the Browns. Yeah, I think... I, I think... Alright, six is maybe crazy. Okay, hold on. Nah, six and ten. I think right. Brady gets you to six and ten just right. being Tom Brady. Like, I think Peyton Manning would have been the same way. Brett Favre probably would have got you to four and twelve right out of the gate. Throws too many picks and with a bad roster. Yeah, honestly, Favre throws way too many picks. We would have, honestly, that probably wouldn't have worked. Drew Brees probably is worth a couple of wins. Handful of guys. There's only a handful, though. I'll be, if it's Garoppolo, I'm fine with it. If it's Kirk Cousins, I'm fine with it. I'd love Andrew Luck, but it's never going to happen. I think it's going to be Cousins. I really do. And I think that they know that that's what their plan is. And that's why it's like, dude, why are we going to go to Trubisky's pro day? We've seen this model before. We've seen this this kid come out of nowhere that's got like, what, 12, 13 college games under his belt at North Carolina where the kid before him would look like he was going to be pretty good too. Like, I'm not trying to like bag on Trubisky, but it's like, I don't, I don't know. It's, and everybody's like throwing Gruden's like quarterback camp in my face about it. It's like, dude, John Gruden. That's a, dude. John Gruden. Dude has never criticized a player ever. John Gruden. He's the same dude that's like, yeah, Hooters wings are delicious. You this should guy, eat those. Oh, they're so good. This guy. Um, high yeah. motor on this guy. Credibility out the window, Gruden. A little um, bit. But I don't think it's so much about whether the Browns, what premium they put on on Mitch Trubisky. It's you're not going to quarterback pro days, dude, and you should be doing your homework. It's not about him. It's about you needing that position. It's about you understanding the, the, the severity of that. And I don't feel like I, I feel like not going to a pro day is just like, well, yeah, I'll pass the test. It'll be fine. Okay, I want to say you're wrong, but all the all the previous behavior says that you're right. So I'm, it's hard to argue with it. But I think everything's going to be all right. In five years. <laughs> it's going to be all right. Our, uh, our uh, commander-in-chief actually has another quarterback in his sights. We'll uh, play you some of that audio coming up at 8 o'clock. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. 6-9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We have Norm McDonald tickets. We'll pass those out around 8.30 as he plays the Hard Rock Rock. Casino April 15th. Also up for grabs today, 9.30 are Corn Tickets, August 2nd out of Blossom. Corn bringing Stone Sour, a few other bands with them as well. That should be a good one. Good prizes today, buddy. I yeah. like both those things. Corn, Norm McDonald, it's a win-win right there. So making headlines the other day was Woody Harrelson, who has said he's given up marijuana. Okay. He quit smoking the reefer. Okay. Okay. Now, is that give up everything, or is he just not smoking anymore? Is he still vaping and eating edibles? No, I believe, like from what I had read, is he's giving up the drug. Okay. 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 
And he had been like a board member of Normal and like been a spokesperson and was kind of out there pro pot like forever. Was kind of the face of it, dude. I mean, it's not like him and McConaughey seem to be like the two guys. Yeah. And I can remember, I mean, even years ago, I feel like far before like medical marijuana was viewed as a legit thing or before any, any, you know, real murmurings of legalization were happening. I can remember, you know, Woody being out there on the forefront, speaking the good word about the dope. He was always like wearing. Like stuff you could tell was made out of hemp, and like you know, he's always like doing that. And like McConaughey got caught like naked playing the bongos or whatever, and he was all like stoned. It's like Woody um, always seemed to me like the guy was smart, no question about it, um, and obviously a talented actor. So I think he was a good representative of like, hey, you can be a decent person and still smoke dope. See, I always thought of him that I felt like he was smarter than he came off. And it may have been because of his association with weed. I agree with you. I think he's probably smart, but I don't know if he comes off that way to uh, to most people. Um, I, I could be wrong. I, I I think if you go a little deeper into like I watched a documentary about like um worldwide economics that he did, and like it was his you know like his his um his project. So I, oh, I don't really? know. Yeah, I always I and, and him being associated with normal, I always kind of viewed normal as like the counterpunch to. Dude, just legalize it, bro. I was uh, like, normal was like, all right, you guys are bringing up valid points and doing things and and, and, and making an effort here. So I just always like, not just wearing tie dye, right? Yeah, not just saying four twenty, bro. Right, Plate so, fitters union, right? Okay, but he's given up the weed. Okay, and so a professor at the University of Florida, Doctor Stuart Stuart Gitlow, wanted to look at what happens when somebody goes from habitually smoking marijuana to not doing it anymore. Okay? And what's going to happen to your body and all different kind of stuff that happens. And potheads right now. Well, dude, they're not talking about me. I, I mean, yeah, I've been smoking weed every day for the past 20 years, but that's, that doesn't they're not talking about me. Yeah, we are. No, they're not. I Dude, it's medicine, Stanford. What are you talking about? We're talking about you. We're talking oh. about us. We're talking about us all. <laughs> okay? And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring this that's up. That's why we're all sitting here right now listening. And Dr. Stuart Gitlow, from the universe, a professor from the University of Florida, says, just understand that if you smoke weed every day and have for a significant portion of time, that it's going to be uncomfortable when you quit for months, and he says, can be up to a year. He says the withdrawal from any drug will produce the opposite feeling of what the drug had produced for you. Okay. Okay? Any action, there's a you know reaction. Okay. So the consistent hallucinating of your brain, Gitlow said... Damages a person's perception. Done day after day, a person finds themselves acclimated to this. So when they stop using, it's going to cause them to feel a little bit uncomfortable. Okay. Essentially, you're relying on this. You stop using it, and now it's noticeable to you you're not using it. Yeah, and I mean, like, you're, of course, you know, with, with marijuana and the associated effect of, like, the euphoria that comes with it, when you take that away from yourself, I, I can make room for, like, well, yeah, your body's going to be like, dude, what? what? I, I'm depressed. I'm sad. I'm upset. And it's like, no, you're not. You're just sober. Like, <laughs> Now, it should be pointed out that this doctor... Professor, sorry. Yeah, doctor and a professor is vehemently anti-marijuana. Okay. 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 I, I should tell you where he approaches from because he says there's no safe level of use for marijuana. Okay. We look at it as a much more dangerous and insidious drug. 
Okay. Well, then, I mean. So, I, but I want to give you where he comes from okay. because when he's like giving to you, the, like what's going to happen to you, you got to look at that and evaluate whether or not is he being objectable about this or not. Right. He's not coming at this from a from a neutral place. He's coming at this from the place of, dude, I just, people need to stop smoking dope. Now, one of the things Woody had said is that he he felt like smoking that much marijuana was making him emotionally unavailable. Yeah. And I would, yes, I would agree and, that that does do it. You know, obviously there's different levels of addiction when it comes to marijuana, but you got to think Woody, somebody who is so well associated with it, so tied into it. It's not like he was just like ripping a bong once or twice a day and like going on with this his life. This was a five time a day smoker. I'm sure minimum five times a day Jeez, of, of, that's of, a lot. of high quality constant. Like, you know, right. it's not like it's not like movie he's, star weed. Right. He's not like he's not like. You know, packing a bowl out of an eighth, thinking like, man, I got to make this last until the next paycheck. This dude's just, you know, smoking pot. Peeled that curtain a little too far a back, A little buddy. too far back. Still got a week till payday, Fanta. Oh, calm down. <laughs> a little too far. Calm down. They say when you give up smoking marijuana, that the you're, um, you're going to feel feelings again. They said rather than uh, you know, the desire to numb bad feelings comes at the cost of numbing good feelings, Garbley said. So he's like, so if you're self-medicating, he's like, y- you're going to feel good feelings again. Okay, I mean, that's very vaguely written. Right. It's kind of like horoscope, you know, wisdom where it's like, yeah, oh, yeah as sure. long as you make it, you know, as vague as humanly possible, I guess that sounds like me. Right. I'm, I'm going to feel feelings again. And I mean, like, I can only speak for myself here, but like emotional, like, what do I want to say? Involvement? Not a problem for me at all. Like, I'm very emotionally invested into things and like very, you know. You may be the exception. Well, possibly. And like I said, I can only speak for me, but. But I would agree with you. I don't think emotional, I don't think emotional unavailability is your issue. You got plenty, but I don't think that's one of them. It's not like I'm like, dude, I'm stoned and therefore I cannot get sad or I cannot like be empathetic towards other people. Like, I mean, I can only speak for myself. He says uh, you will get anxious when you give up the weed. Yeah. He says, uh, you know, with cravings come an- anxiety. Yeah. He says, upon quitting, a person could be unhappy, irritable, anxious, and jittery. And I would agree with all of that. He says, along with the longing to make things go back to the way they were, you know, so, so you'll get a little anxious there. Of course. Again, we're talking, you know, Woody Harrelson gave up weed, and this uh, this professor down from Florida says, this is what's happening to your body. Say, say the exact same thing about a breakup, though. You're anxious. You're, you, you, you feel, you know, all these different things, and, like, you want to go back to feelings that the way they used to be. So, yeah. I, I mean, I could say that about a chick. Absolutely, you could. Like, anything that you right. were hooked on right. that you take from yourself... Say the same thing about coffee, but it doesn't make women and coffee like, oh my god, I can't, I can't indulge in either one of those things. Yeah, I, you know, once you read that this guy thinks that it's an insidious drug, you gotta weigh some of this with that because I have long said, okay, I have long said, and people and pro marijuana people murder me for this when I say this, okay, I believe marijuana should be legal. I believe adults should be able to reasonably use marijuana because it, it kind of goes along with other things, you know, that, that I mean, six pack of beer joint kind of in my world, kind of the same thing. Actually, you start bringing IPAs into it, probably actually a little worse. I say you bring driving right? into it, dude. I mean, you bring driving into it and we're talking about two different things. there. But I have always said that this country continuing the rhetoric and high school kids hearing the rhetoric that marijuana is not addictive has been wildly, that's wildly negative. 
Marijuana is absolutely addictive. And I hate when people, smart people, that want to see marijuana legalized say that it isn't. Beer, liquor is legal. And it's 100% addictive for the wrong people. So, But yet it's still on the shelves. That's not a good enough reason. To, that's not the reason to make it legal. Is it's not addictive. Yes, it is. Well, I mean, I, I think addiction can mean different things to different people. Where it's like, is marijuana addictive in the sense of you take that first rip and you're like, oh my god, this is what I'm doing for the rest of my life. No, it's not heroin. It's not crack cocaine. It's not one of those things where it's like you 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 indulge in it and you're like, oh my god, dude, yes, heroin is where I'm going for the rest of my life. That's not what it is. No. But it's also, I mean, it's 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 it's, it's ridiculous to say that it's not addictive. Like I said at the beginning of this, there's guys who are listening right now thinking that, well, dude, yeah, I've smoked weed every day for the past 20 years for my entire life, and they're like, no, not me. I'm not addicted. I'm not addicted. Dude, get your head out of the sand, idiot. Right. I'm addicted to coffee. No question about it. Yes. Doesn't mean it shouldn't be legal. Uh, you know, it doesn't. That, that it's nothing to do with, the, with one or the other. I would agree. But I have always, yeah, I've always said that. Like, stop with the rhetoric that marijuana isn't addictive. Yes, it is. Oh, now, why does it then? Because he, he, here's how I know it is. Most of my friends don't do it. Most of them don't. Like most of my my people that I hang out with are non marijuana smokers. Okay, but the people I do know that do do it Pop constantly heads. do it. Um, it's not like a yeah Friday night like a bottle of wine. It's like yeah you're rolling joints as soon as you get home from work. I know recreational weed smokers, people who smoke on a regular they, basis, but not on a daily basis. They obviously exist, right? Right. They, those people obviously. I'm not trying to make that argument. I'm just saying, more often than not, weed smokers smoke the weed. Now listening to much the- like if you're the kind of person who goes and stops at the bar after work, you do that every day. Like that's not something you occasionally do. You're at the bar. As far as this report goes. And the, and the negative effects of not smoking weed. You're right. The fact that this guy's so vehemently anti-weed weighs into the conversation. Just like on the flip side of the coin, when you read something that's so vehemently pro-weed and like, dude, it's the best medication ever. Hemp will take care of all of our road problems in life. Dude, the, you know, the, the nugs are so fluffy. It's like, shut up, guys. We get it. You, but, you, but you're not making a point there because you're so pro-weed. To be in the middle is kind of with, with common sense. With common sense is kind of where we should be on this. I want to address this because this is being tweeted in and somebody brings this up. He says, I don't think you should smoke weed until you're 21. It's not physically addictive, but it's mentally addictive. That's absolutely false. It is. I, I'm not, and I'm not knocking you. And I'm not trying to call you an idiot. I'm not, and I'm not coming at you. But what I am going to tell you is this: They've done the studies. The science is there. Cocaine leaves your body at a rate of like 72 hours. Marijuana doesn't come out of your system. It's like 45 days. So it's so slow that you don't feel the withdrawals that come from it. If marijuana left your body at the rate cocaine did, you would feel the physical addiction to it. You just don't, it's there, you just don't feel it. Well, but I guess at that point, it doesn't, so it's like, well, if ands and buts, but we're talking about like what it, if it actually does take 45 days, is it still physically addictive? If you don't get withdrawals, if you don't have these issues? What I'm saying is you feel them, they're just, it's like no, you can't you can't relate it to labor pain, because even the, like, the, the smallest of those hurt like crazy. It's sort of how like a headache may be the worst thing in the world for you, but not so much for me. I um, 
I think I think the guy has a point that it is more mentally addictive than it is physically. I'm not going to go so far as to say, well, there's no physical, you know, but I, I think it is more the process of buying weed, rolling weed, smoking weed, being at the, high. At more- the end of the day, I, I can wash that all away by saying this, that if you want to say it's more mentally addictive, I'm going to say, yeah, but that's controlled by your brain, which is a physical aspect. So welcome to physical addiction, because that's what smart scientists have said about this drug. It is 100% addictive. I, I can tell you. I, I say this every time we bring this up, and I hate doing it because I worry people walk away from this really thinking I'm a bad person. But at the end of the day, I make deals with myself every month where I'm like, you know what? No, I'm, I'm going to be done. 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 And then what happens? I don't have it. So I call my buddy. He comes over. Now I have it. Now I'm happy again. That's not just a mental thing. It's not. There's no way. That's my body and my brain, which is part of your physical makeup, telling me I want something and that I kind of need it. Now, I was addicted to cigarettes once upon a time. Put those down. It's been four years. You can quit things that are addictive. And that's why I don't think it's a good enough reason not to make it legal. But marijuana is physically addictive. You just don't feel it. It doesn't grip you the way heroin and cocaine does. doesn't mean it's not there. It's just not as noticeable. But again, when we're talking about there being kids in the world, I cannot have the rhetoric out there that marijuana is not addictive at all and then wrongly say that it's not physically addictive as that's been disproven. I want this to be a legal product that we're allowed to use. And the only way that's going to happen is if we stop denying the facts that we think are going to hurt our cause. Admitting that there are some downsides and some negatives and combating that with smart, intelligent science on the other side about why ultimately it's okay, I think is the best system. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think that that's the best system. Our commander-in-chief has placed a third-string quarterback in his crosshairs, and for the life of me, I can't figure out why. We'll play a little audio next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. If you're uh, out there searching for a job, I should let you know about this. The Gervasi Vineyard and the Twisted Olive, both restaurants, are now hiring seasonal summer staff. They're looking for servers, bartenders, bussers, hostesses, cooks, dishwashers, grounds crew, and room attendants. You can stop on out for an on-the-spot interview at Gervasi Vineyard the last week of March and at the Twisted Olive the first week of April. Online applications are recommended in advance of the interview. For applications and details, visit the employment page at gervasivineyard.com. We have Norm McDonald tickets. We'll pass those out 8.30 on Rock 106.9 and corn tickets up for grabs 9.30 on the program. It's been a pretty sports-heavy program this morning. I apologize if you're not into the sports. Uh, We're going to do this here and then uh, another LeBron story coming up at 9 o'clock. More sports. (laughs) More sports. But uh, So I'm I'm sorry. I know some of you uh, aren't as uh, sports interested as we are. The thing I'll say about this is um, it just goes to show you the relationship between sports and pop culture where it's not like we're like, dude, X's and O's coming up next. We're not breaking down game footage. We're talking about how they relate to the bigger picture. And sports have become more political than ever before. Yeah, Yeah, and storylines are crossing. And that's actually where we're going here. As our commander in chief was uh, was giving a speech, was this Kentucky? Is where he yes, was? It was. He was in Kentucky. In Kentucky. And in the end, in his crosshairs, we find Colin Kaepernick. And we have a little piece of audio. We want you to take a listen to that. And you know, your San Francisco quarterback. I'm sure nobody ever heard of him. <laughs> All right. I mean, I don't think Colin Kaepernick can play. 
right? So I, I'll get a little guilty occasionally of kind of like saying some stuff like that. But let's be, I mean, everybody I mean, has heard his name this year. Why are we talking about him? Right, exactly. <laughs> if, you, if nobody heard his name, but let, you know, let me talk about him. I'm just reporting the news. There was an article today. I love to report the news, and then they said I made a mistake, right? I said, no, the people reporting the news made a mistake if it's wrong. Oh, my God. Is that what he just said? Yeah, yeah. Fake news. Now, I will say that it's embarrassing for the news outlet if they reported the wrong thing. But, wait for it, the trump card being, if you come over top of that and misreport it as the as the leader of the free world, yeah, I, that one's still on you. It's not the news outlet's fault yeah, I that feel, you ran with that. I feel that we have an obligation to make sure what we're talking about is factually correct. And, or and, to say, right, we don't know. This, this is being reported. We don't know for sure. As broadcasters, we've been, I mean, that's really... Allegedly is a word you should use you, much more on the radio you, than people do. Yeah, you should be, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's an obligation there. to if, if you don't know this to be fact, then, you know... That is the one thing, and I'll give them some credit, because I always blast NCX of how much I hated working there, right? I always do. But I will give NCX that. Is that my boss once told me you need to work in the word allegedly way more into your vocabulary than you do. Sometimes things come out and they sound as if they're fact when the way you're saying them. He's like, and that's not necessarily the case. He's like, you got to work that in. And that was like one of the smartest things that I was taught there that whole year. I said, no, the people reporting the news made a mistake if it's wrong. But there was an article today, it was reported, that NFL owners don't want to pick them up. Because they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. Do you believe that? Yes, now I do. I just saw that. I just saw that. I said, if I remember that one, I'm going to report it to the people of Kentucky. Because they like it when people actually stand for the American flag, right? That's always going to play. That line will always play. Just like how about them Cowboys will play in Dallas. He's, you know, you're not going to get people to be to boo that one. <sighs> Let the record show that NFL owners and GMs aren't skipping over Colin Kaepernick because they don't want tweets from Donald Trump. They're not skipping over Colin Kaepernick. Because they don't want to deal with the kneeling thing. Or they don't want to deal with this politics. Are you kidding me? In today's day and age, all you do is score points with leftist politics. Especially online. If the the kid can play... Dude, right now, given what Colin Kaepernick's politics are, if the kid could play, teams would be tripping over themselves to sign him. Here's what people forget about Colin Kaepernick last year. Before anybody knew what he was kneeling about, or before anybody knew he was kneeling at all, he couldn't beat out Blaine Gabber. I've said it once, I'll say it a thousand times. The kid cannot play quarterback. He can't do it. I know Harbaugh came out the other day and said, well, he can win. He's going to win multiple championships. Yeah, surprise, the guy that got fired from San Francisco who shouldn't have been, is a little jaded towards what what happened out there. And he had the one good year with But then he lost 50 pounds, and he can't muscle a ball 15 yards. Like, if you can't muscle a 15-yard out to the sideline, then what good are you? 
And now Spike Lee's out there in Instagram videos talking about how, you know, nobody's picking up Colin Kaepernick. Basically insinuating that the NFL is racist. (sighs) Guys, we've seen this story a thousand times. The NFL isn't racist. The NFL is a business. If Colin Kaepernick led to wins, he'd be on a roster. He'd be a starting quarterback. Guys, wife beaters, rapists, rapists are on rosters because they can play. The NFL isn't going to keep you out if you can play, no matter what your politics are, no matter who you are. Murderers, rapists, wife beaters, leagues full of them. You tell me Colin Kaepernick can't find a gig because he kneeled? Colin Kaepernick can't find a gig because he can't throw a goddamn football. End of story. And if those are racist, remember this? You were racist if you wanted RG3 over Andrew Luck. Remember that one? I do. Because I was called racist on Twitter because I was like, dude, I'd take Andrew Luck in a heartbeat over RG3. I remember. I remember Twitter coming after me. Like they're going to come after people now over Kaepernick. You kidding me? You don't think that the the backlash of of being associated with him plays any factor? I think it has to. It would be honestly a little short-sighted to not admit it comes up in the right. conversation. And you can say, well, dude, leftist politics, that's what they all want to play, but like Trump won, dude. You know what I mean? So like and and and, and if it wasn't for 5 million illegal voters, then Trump would have won the popular. So I, I just I I think it would have to play a part of it. It's going to come into a conversation, but I'm telling you right now, if the kid could play, you, you take that trouble. Agreed. Right? Agreed. I mean, ultimately, yes. if you could play, and here's the thing, people are like, you know, it's obviously the NFL rate is racist. Josh McCown got a job and nobody and nobody looked at Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, nobody looked at Jay Cutler either. Jay Cutler, by the way, a 10-year starter in the league. Kaepernick is 4-20 and in his last set of games. 4-20! and He can't play the position. He never could play the position. Ever! That roster in San Francisco was loaded, and Harbaugh is honestly a top-tier coach. So he was getting the best out of that kid. But he's a mobile quarterback that Chip Kelly couldn't find a way to use. Chip Kelly's the most visionary offensive coach in probably in the last five, ten years of football. And he couldn't make it work. Because he lost 50 pounds and can't throw a ball. This is not about his politics. This is not about what color he is. Stop it. Just stop it. You're just creating more tension and more people screaming at one another and creating more race tension. Isn't I mean, if you're going to scream at Spike Lee about that, wouldn't the person who you should really be yelling at about that is Donald Trump? Well, yeah, I don't understand why he's talking about Colin Kaepernick. I said that. That's how we started the breakout. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what he's talking about this for. And honestly, you shouldn't be boasting about how companies are afraid to get a mean tweet from you. Nobody should be getting mean tweets from you. Seems very um, PC to me. I mean, Colin Kaepernick essentially did one of the most un-PC things you can do, and now one of the social justice warriors is coming after him in Donald Trump. You can make that argument. I wouldn't be on the side of doing it. I'll be there. I believe at the end of the day, when that national anthem plays and that flag rolls out, you stand up and you show appreciation for this country that gave you the most opportunity in the world. You know, people want to talk about immigration. People swim. They live in cages. They do all kind of stuff to get here. 
because it's better than where they were. Is it perfect, Colin? No, it isn't. But it's better than where they were from. The reason it's better is because you have the right to do what you want. It's because you have the ability to do what you want. And if you don't want to stand, don't stand. Well, he wants to stand now because he needs a goddamn gig. Remember that? Just two weeks ago, he said, now I'm going to stand now. I'll, I'll stand now. Why? Because your little movement didn't catch on? Because everybody figured out that you're an ill-informed idiot? But if that's not playing a part of, if his politics aren't playing a part of his job role there, I mean, why, you know? What do you mean? Well, you're saying that, well, he wants to stand now so he'll get a job, but if his politics aren't playing a part of his job, I guess, and I guess maybe the complaint there is against him, is like, well, why even stand then? If I were him, I would continue to do what I was doing. Because now, it, dude, like I said that day when he said, I'm going to stand out, dude, it blew a hole in his boat of credibility. It did. Because now that you're on the open market, oh, I'll do what the NFL, what I think the NFL wants. Because he thinks he's not being given opportunities because of what he did. You're not being given opportunities because you cannot play. Couldn't play at Nevada. I love Twitter. He almost won a Super Bowl. That's like scratching off a lottery ticket. I almost won. Uh, no, you didn't. You lost. But you're going to take the Indians World Series run over over the last five years of them. So you still something lost. there. You lost. That's the story that's written that you lost. What's the story after after the World Series? Cubs. Nobody's talking about the Indians. Doesn't mean that Indians team suck though. No. But that San Francisco 49ers team was really good and or was really loaded with stars and was really well coached. And he was a different guy. He lost 45 pounds, became a vegan, can't muscle a ball downfield. I know somebody's going to say to me, well, you know, Tom Brady's a vegan. Right. Tom Brady's also a five-time champion. So vegan works for him. Kaepernick can't throw a ball accurately five yards. So it might not be working for him. Can't look at Brady and go, well, Brady's a vegan. It's a completely different thing. The kid cannot play. Couldn't play at Nevada. Can't play. I saw him play multiple times in Nevada. My brother was like, dude, there's this kid. Everybody thinks he's going to be the next guy. We went to multiple games. And we were sitting there in the stands going, oh, my God, dude. He's not accurate from 10. From 10. I was right. Dude, this is dude, it just goes back to all these things. It just... You're creating more racial tension by by suggesting that this is the reason why he's not getting this gig. He's not getting it because he can't play. There are murderers, rapists on NFL teams. This league, all these leagues, look the other way on all this stuff. Just win, baby. That's not the Raiders' motto. That's the NFL motto. Just win, baby. Doesn't matter who you are. Like Mixon, right? Joe Mixon going to be on an NFL roster. Because he can help you. If Kaepernick could help you, he would get signed. He cannot help you. I hope this kid keeps making headlines because he just keeps making me right for years and years on end. Norm McDonald tickets up for grabs next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Norm McDonald tickets up for grabs. April 15th, he's playing the Hard Rock Roxino. We'll pass those out here shortly. 1-800-243-7625, the number you need on those. Also coming up at 9 o'clock, uh, LeBron James has had to respond to LeVar Ball, who's the father of Lonzo Ball, a uh, standout uh, player at uh, UCLA, who's had who's been in the news constantly, actually more than his kids playing. 
for some of the things he's had to say. And he's uh, called out LeBron, and uh, he went a little too far, and LeBron's had enough and has responded. So we'll get into that around 9 o'clock. I saw this being passed around yesterday, Fantone, and I swore, I was like, ah, don't click on that, because that feels very much like you're going to get hacked if you click on it, because I was like, this feels like this wouldn't be a, this doesn't have to be a thing, but I'm now reading from the Dayton Daily News, Ohio newspaper here, that it is no longer legal in our great state of Ohio, the Buckeye State there, the heart of it all. It is no longer legal in the heart of it all to have sex with animals. What? Ohio's law banning bestiality takes effect today, the Dayton uh, Daily News says. This was yesterday, 5 o'clock, so technically yesterday. Now, previous efforts to ban it had not gained support in the Ohio General Assembly, so Ohio was one of the few states that didn't have an actual law in the books outlawing bestiality. I bought a the bill banning it passed back in December. Now, so the new law, uh, you know, enacted yesterday. Now, let's cover what the law, what's in the law. Yes, let's right? let's cover this. Thank you, Dayton Daily News, for making this an easy read. The new law, the new Ohio bestiality law, will prohibit a person from engaging in sexual sexual conduct with an animal and related acts. Leaving it pretty vague there, just okay. in case it's like, yeah, that's close enough. Guilty. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, right. there's a lot of different ways to uh, to sexually gratify yourself, so I, I think it has to be pretty open ended there. The law will also then now provide for the seizure and impoundment of an animal that is the subject of a violation. You bang that dog, we're gonna take the dog, we'll impound it, and then we'll figure out what to do from there. It now authorizes a sentencing court to require an offender to undergo psychological evaluation or counseling. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I think if you get caught sleeping with animals, you know what? There's a guy in a lab coat who's got about 15 questions for you. I'm totally fine with that. That doesn't feel invasive to me. That feels like maybe that's what that person might need. Not at all. Doesn't right? it, it feels appropriate. That's for the well crime. within bounds. Like if you right. get caught beating your wife, guess what? You're going to anger management class right. and they're gonna they're gonna you know, you're, there's gonna be a psych eval and you're gonna have to figure out whether or not you're a terrible person. When you get a DUI, you have to go to those alcohol classes, you have to go be a part of that. So yes, of Stupid course, of course, of course this feels appropriate. For sure. Now, I cannot believe, and of course you have to, because I, what do I say? Some people are just born evil. People are just born bad. But it's kind of sickening that we even need a law for this. Like, um, that we even need a law for this. Yeah, I mean. I mean, I know you do, because I get it, because people are going to do it. Right? It's the same way, like, like, when you buy a car battery, it says, well, remove the plastic before you put it in your car. Well, yeah, because I don't, you know what I mean? I, I, I don't eat paste. I'm not an idiot. But you got to protect people from people and themselves. You protect animals from people. Apparently you do. <laughs> In Ohio, you, you do. you got to look out for. Um, I guess more than anything, I mean, yeah, you'd like to think, well, dude, no, of course we shouldn't have to have a law on this, but you'd like to think that about murder, and you'd like to think that about rape, and you'd like to think that about beating your kids and all uh, these different... Okay, yes, I, I, I take your point, but with murder... Like, not that it's like, well, this murder's okay, but like, I understand, I guess, coming home, like, wife comes home from work, right? She's working two jobs, helping you raise your kids. She walks into your bedroom, and there you are banging your secretary. I understand how the knife comes out of the kitchen block, and you get stabbed in the back. I don't understand how you're laying on the couch going, haven't had sex in six months. 
the German Shepherd's the way to go. Well, I guess if you're looking at it from the... Uh, I'm trying to apply too much logic, right? Well, and, and, and oh, all right, so murder you can take out of that equation, but you'd like to think rape was, and you know, and banging kids would be out of the equation. We don't need a law against that because, of course, people aren't going to do that. That breaks natural law, and you right. should have that so, in you. So, so you would think, but... Okay, I mean, that's, a, that's a better analogy. Uh, you, you'd like to think that those things were all self-evident and we wouldn't, you know, divulge into them, but obviously it's not. I mean, it's not like there's just like, you know what, there was one case of bestiality, let's put this on the law books. I mean, this happens on a regular basis. This happens frequently. I mean, it's... I mean, it, we did a story, la- was it last week, where that where the, there was a domestic violence call? I think it was Alabama. They show up, and on the way, uh, they arrested both the man and the woman, and on the way to the jail, like, he showed them video on his cell phone of her sleeping with the family dog, and then she got bestiality charges. I, uh... I, I, so yeah, than, it happens more than you think. More than anything, though, what what took us so long? Like it's 2017, and I know that's often the excuse. But you would think that, like, come on, like this wasn't nobody thought about this in the 80s. Nobody was like, you know what, we need to stop banging all these animals, right? I don't. How 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 was this? Know. How was this not an issue before? If there was like an update to the law, or if it was like you know, hey, thanks to God, or it's law, blah, blah 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 blah. You know, there's a, a more severe fine. But how was this not already on the record books? See. That's not the question I'm asking myself. I'm asking myself, gun to my head, which animal do I pick? I don't, can't handle the giraffe. I don't want to. La- no. no. Dude, I, I don't want to ladder bang. Well, I, I don't you, want to, you know what I mean? Now you, all of a sudden it's like I'm trying to get a WWE belt. What's going to happen there is you're going to bang a giraffe. You're going to get the thing pregnant. It's going to be on a Facebook live video for a month and a half. <laughs> Trying to trying to get America to watch Baby Stansberry fall. Well, dude, I gotta tell you, if I ever do get a woman Jeez. pregnant, I hope it's like the giraffe thing. That kid's never coming out. Facebook live video, babe. Don't worry. Who cares if he crap on the table? No, I'm just saying that kid's never coming out. That's the, that's the exact kind of pregnancy I want, where it just stays cooking forever. We got Norm McDonald tickets. Let's pass those out. We'll take caller 15. At 1-800-243-7625, we'll send you to the Hard Rock Roxino on April the 15th to check out Norm McDonald. More Sansbury Show headed your way next. It is Fantone from the Stansberry Show here. Tax season right around the corner. You're probably thinking to yourself, what am I going to do with that refund? Well, let me tell you, there is no better investment than yourself, and I'm talking about the Rollholt Vision Institute. It's been over a year since I've had my LASIK surgery, and I could not be happier with the results. I'm seeing 2015, people. You could be, too. And before you say to yourself, oh, I don't have the money, or, you know, I'm not a candidate for LASIK, dude, head over to RollholtVision.com and see what their financing options are. See if you would be a good candidate for LASIK. They've got three different locations to serve you, so you are never too far away from world-class eye care. Like I said, go hit up the website, RollHoltVision.com. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. 106.9. Dude, I haven't heard that Offspring song in a little while. That's sounded pretty damn good, man. Nice. I always really liked the Offspring. That was a, that was a band I actually really enjoyed. They could get a little puby. Get a job. was like a little strange, but like... A lot of their uh, stuff I was actually a big fan of. I don't want to be like, yo, I'm an offspring hipster, but there was a point where it was like, all right, guys, enough. Like, enough with the puby sound, enough with uh, I, the, the, I don't know what the best way to describe their vibe is, but like when um, it was Monster was that first album, or what was that first album that was really good, and then I just felt like Americana came out, and he, he was just uh, in a puppy voice, and it's like, oh, dude, enough. You know you want to hit that. That, yeah, that one, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, Pretty Fly for a White Guy was kind of nauseating. I mean, you, I mean, when that record first came out, it was, re- I mean, obviously it blew up and it got a little nauseating. Um, but like, gotta get away from them is like a song I love. Um, I forget what the name of the song is where he's talking about being stuck in traffic and he pulls out the gun and shoots <laughs> the dude over road rage. That was, I mean, it sounds terrible. But uh, Smash is the album I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, that, that was monster. really good. Yeah, Smash was good. You know, we were uh, before the break talking about the bestiality law taking effect yesterday. You're not allowed to bang animals anymore in the state of Ohio, which, you know, thank God. And, you know, everybody's making the joke of, come on, Sansbury, you know you pegged a bunch of pigs. It's like, yeah, I don't know, obviously, you know, know, most men probably have there. But honestly, I stayed away from that low-hanging fruit joke because, well, people are are super sensitive these days. And I was worried somebody was going to get really mad. Oh, my God, he referred to a human being as a farm animal. And, you know, people struggle with weight. And it's, like, really addictive to all the food. And it's really hard. And so, like, I just just didn't want to deal with it. I just didn't want to deal with, like, dripping vaginas being pissed at me, like, over, like, Oh my god, he called her a pig. I just didn't feel like dealing with it. At all. When's the last time you played Monopoly, Fantone? When's the last time you played the the American classic Monopoly? Uh, No, dude, a decade ago I was 23, so no, we're talking about 20 plus years. Under the age of 13, I I don't think I've played, I I certainly haven't played Monopoly as an adult. Really? No, I have not. I have definitely played it inside of 20 years, but I would be lying if I said I played it within the last two years, right? So it's been a while for me, too. And there's been a little bit of overreaction here. (sighs) Monopoly changed some of the pieces on the board, Okay. And Mike Rowe is one of these guys that I honestly think Mike Rowe is going to be president. Okay. And that used to be like a laughable like thought, but I don't think anymore. And Mike Rowe seems to me like one of those guys, like he talks like you, drinks beer like you, wears jeans like you. And I feel like that's one of those dudes who could honest and is honestly, he's not an idiot. No, no, no. And what he's really good at is saying things that are kind of self-evident, kind of like, well, no, duh. But he says them in a passionate way that reaffirms, reaffirms what you believe, what the, you feel, what you think. And what you think. You noticed, but you didn't realize you noticed that he's very much the political Seinfeld. Maybe you weren't, maybe you weren't able, able to like articulate that thought, or maybe you weren't able to, you know, put it all together. But it's like, yeah, yeah, that's that's what I think too, man. People are soft nowadays, and that you know that is. It's, well, he's really good at that. So Monopoly changed the pieces on the board. Okay, and if you were to ask me my opinion. They changed the pieces so it's a story. So people like Matthew Fantone, who haven't played Monopoly in 20 years, go, oh, yeah, Monopoly. Monopoly. And you end up buying a board, and then you play with your kids three times and then shove it back in the closet and never play it again. That's all that's happening, in my opinion. But they added, like, the duck, and there's a couple other pieces, and they took a few pieces out. Okay. Okay? And Mike Rowe then took to social networking to kind of complain about it. You know what I mean? And I agree. What? Like, no, he did. <laughs> what? And he, you know, Mike Rose, always, you know, he was the host of Dirty Jobs right. and like that whole thing. And he's always on this. We need to teach people more trades, which I agree. Sure. I agree. Sure. And he is one of these guys that doesn't feel like this, you know, this, that we're in an era. I don't want to say millennials and I don't want to say this younger generation, but he feels like there is this mo- movement now where people are afraid of work. Okay. Of working hard. Okay. Yeah, I mean, very much ringing the, uh, you know, the blue jeans in the in the in the in the lunch in a bucket. Skull ring in the back pocket. You go to work. Yeah, that's and here's my lunch pail. Constantly telling people that they're soft. I mean, on a regular basis, is is out there implying that you know, ah, these kids these days are too soft. Too. uh, I would agree. That's exactly the same. 
So I have his post here, and I thought it to be a little interesting. And he says, these days I try to limit my outrage. And he says, but I must confess, I was deeply dismayed to read about the sudden banishment of honest work from the Monopoly board. And I was doubly dismayed by their duly elected replacements, a rubber ducky, a penguin, and a dinosaur. He says, that's right. We didn't just eliminate three iconic tokens of work. We supplemented them with a baby's toy, an overdressed bird, and a dead lizard. What? How did they? How did they? Because they took attack- the boot, right? They took the boot. How did they attack work? Because you t- took the boot. They, the, yeah, <laughs> they take the boot. Well, it was like the boot, the wheelbarrow, and I guess the iron is what he was saying. I guess. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. It says here, it began in 2013 when the noble iron was replaced by a cat. What happens when people are allowed to vote on the internet? In the wake of this travesty, I wrote uh, that the iron was truly transformative invention that allowed men and women of all classes to walk around without looking like a piece of used Kleenex. I also said, with all due respect to felines, that it was an uh, ironic decision given the fact that cats view humans with the same contempt that humans view housework. Well, you don't know what? that, right? What are you talking about, dude? Since the Iron Cat debacle was four years ago, but clearly a mere harbinger of things to come, because this week we have lost three more symbols that help make America great, and their loss is no small thing. To be clear, I'm fine if Hasbro wants to swap out their classic tokens for rainbows and emojis and golden hashtags or whatever else suits them. It's clearly it's their sandbox, and every business should be free to roll out the next can of new Coke. But this recent change is not a reflection of what the company wants. This is a reflection of what real people actually voted for. And the people have spoken. The wheelbarrow is out. The rubber ducky is in. And the real question is why is anyone shocked? As of today, we have five and a half million jobs that companies can't seem to fill. Why? Because many of those opportunities look like work. Many require the willingness to push a wheelbarrow or don some steel-to-toed footwear. I don't know about the thimble, per se, but I do believe that if society valued the people who make our clothes, the humble thimble would still be passing go and still collecting the $200. Likewise, the wheelbarrow, the iron, and the work boot, these tokens no longer represent the kind of opportunities that people desire. Well, I mean, yeah, I think if I was to offer most people, and I don't care what decade I do this in, but if I said to somebody, okay, let's take a median salary. I'm, I don't know what the median salary is in Canton, Ohio, but I guess it's around 40000 would be my guess. Okay? Let's take forty grand. If I said to somebody, I'll pay you $40,000 a year to either enter these numbers in via keyboard or you have to wheelbarrow cement around all day. Obviously, somebody's going to pick the, well, that sounds hard, and that one doesn't. Yeah. I don't care what era you ask people that question right, in, and right. the world's gotten more digital. The path of least resistance is the one we're going to take. Welcome to the human being. Right. Me, you, everybody. And he goes on for like four or five more paragraphs wow. here. and I and Still talking about yeah, it. Yeah, and I, I don't think i got to read the whole thing to you. But I will say that this is a little bit of like both things existing is true in my opinion. I do believe that there has been a a thing that has happened where people go, not that they think it's beneath them, but, well, I'm not doing that. I'm not working hard versus I'll find something else. Okay. Where I think there was a time where people were more apt just to take a job. Okay. I I think that that has happened. Okay. I'm not, world's not going to hell in a handbasket, but I think that that has happened. 
But I don't think Hasbro, this was solely about so people talk about Monopoly. And look, it worked. Here we are. Mike Rowe did it. Now we're talking about it. And people are going to think, now you probably have a Monopoly board in your, in your house already. And so somebody, while listening to us today, is going to go, oh, yeah, Monopoly. And then by the end of the week, you'll find yourself, the whole family, around the board. And that's what Monopoly wanted. This isn't about, now, his whole thing isn't about Hasbro. He's like, well, the people voted. Well, who votes? What do you, yeah, what do you, who what, votes? Where, where's the real complaint here? What is Mike Rowe really upset about? He's upset about the fact, I, 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 if I'm reading this right, his take is because people voted out things that look like work and voted in rubber duckies that they're pussies. And I feel like it's a far. Well, I think that's. A, well, I mean, it's it's a stretch. Who, I mean, who is voting on the new monopoly pieces? It's you know what I'm saying. Like, who's out there voting? It's the people of the internet. So yeah, I'm not necessarily surprised they went with a cat over a thimble. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yes, Dude, we're, cat videos are huge. You're going to go with the thing that's more popular at the time. And I mean, I'm sorry, but like the concept of thimbles. How many people have a thimble in their home? I don't. How, do kids today even realize what a thimble is? Like, what what that to what be that's honest, for? I'm not sure. I Totally so, know. like, what are we... If I'm being and, honest. And, and if we're going to go so goddamn deep into the, well, what did Hasbro mean by this? Couldn't I make the argument, well, the rubber duck is toy manufacturers, uh, the dinosaur is, 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 is historians, is, you know, scientists, and the, and the cat is for veterinary, you know, workers. Those people all have jobs? Those people all work? What, what are we talking about, Mike Rowe? You want to talk about, oh, everyone gets so offended about everything, and you're all so soft, social justice warriors. What are we talking about, dude? The the the, the game pieces of a board? I, you wow. Got, you got to remember who's going to vote on this wow. stuff. And you also got to remember who's playing it. Ten-year-olds play this with their parents. A ten-year-old's not thinking about. They just want the thing. They just want it, right? And like a like, it looks like toys. At the end of the day, the game is a toy. Yeah. And so, looking more like a toy isn't going to f- send me over, you know, head over heels. It's just not going to do it. I mean, let's be real. It's not like this is the first time like Monopoly has reinvented itself. The, you no, know, there was a video game version where it looked like Cubert. There, there, there's obviously like Star Wars Monopoly, and there's like you know, Kim Monopoly. Right, right, yeah. right, 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 right. There's all these different variations of it. And hey, good God, dude, what are you so? What are you so offended by? I, see, this is one of those things where I think ultimately his ideology is right. I think people are getting more resistance to physical work, right? Sure. I think that's a real thing. But when you do this. It waters down your legitimate argument. It does. This is little boy crying wolf. Not everything is an avenue for your right. point, dude. Exactly. There's gonna be there's gonna be times where exactly. it's, it, it's it's like no, this is just people like cats more than they like thimbles. And you know me, I'm the guy that loves to tell people, God. yeah, we're turning into sissies. I am this guy for sure. But this is ringing the bell and looking for looking for fire before you smell smoke. Social justice warrior Mike Rowe, dude. He's soft. He's dude. He got offended. He's he's PC now. He's too PC. God damn, people. Maybe we can find him in his safe space. Safe space, dude. We might have to find a special little snowflake Mike Rowe. They took away his Monopoly pieces. Now he's going to go home and cry about he's it. He's going to cry in his wheelbarrow. He's gonna, he's, we're going to feel the work barrel full of Mike Rowe's Just tears. tears. God, dude, come I on. Actually, here's the thing. I actually really like Mike, and, and and again, I don't always agree with him, but I find him to be smart, and I find him to be like you know, like he's in, involved. And so every once in a while, now he, again, we set this whole thing up, to, you know, to start the conversation, and he does. He kind of makes broad points that are like, well, yeah, technically, I can believe that can be true, but you you know, you get inside. But I think he's a smart guy, and I'm telling you, I think Mike Rowe at some point will be president of the United States. That's just my take. LeBron is tired of one particular hater. 
We'll fill you in next on Rock 106.9. That's how I look at it. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, that's how I'm looking at it. Another person who's been making a bunch of statements re- uh, recently is this guy named LeVar Ball. And his son Lonzo Ball is like a standout uh, college basketball player at UCLA. They widely consider him to be the second pick in this year's draft. Um, I, you know, I heard the rumor the other day that you know the, the Lakers have already moved one of their young star players to a, to another position to start to make room. Like, well, maybe if we get Lonzo here, how do we do this? And, I, and that's crazy with how the NBA draft works. But there are people out there that feel like the Lakers are making moves to open their arms for Lonzo Ball, and he's going to play professional basketball for sure. Oh. Oh, certainly no question about it. Um, and, you know, I, I, I understand why you as a franchise, you know, obviously when LeBron came to the Cavs, that changed everything and why you would have to start looking at like, all right, well, where where does this guy land on how much does he impact the team? Obviously, LeBron impacts the team in, in tremendous ways. Yeah. You know, guys who aren't aren't going to necessarily live up to that. But you do. You have to you, you got to look down the field a little bit. Yeah, for sure. And so this guy has said a bunch of stuff about his kids. He's got three of them. They're all pretty good basketball players, but Lonzo Ball's at UCLA right now, and I think the other two were already committed there. And, you know, so he has been saying things this whole season about his kid. And, you know, he said his kid was better than Steph Curry mm-hmm. already, which, I, again, as a non-Steph Curry fan, the guy was a two-time NBA MVP. I think saying a college kid's better than him already is just, whether it's true or not, I think it's ill-advised. Well, and it's not true. I mean, dude, is a perpetual all-star in, in the greatest basketball association on the face of the planet and was one of the faces of it, dude. I, I hate Steph Curry, but it's simply not true to say that uh, Lonzo Ball is better than him. It's just not. Okay. I, I would agree. I, I am inclined to agree with that statement. He also said that he himself, LeVar Ball, would have killed Michael Jordan in one on one, which is hilarious because LeVar Ball played college basketball. So did Michael Jordan. And LeVar Ball averaged two points a game. Well, if, if you if you were at a terrible division and in some know nothing school, and you would have made it to the pros, right? I mean, I mean, if you were that good, you would have made it to the pros and you would have had an opportunity to prove this, but you didn't. I mean, Michael played at North Carolina. Won a national championship, I believe, right? Like, I mean, didn't he have James Worthy on that team? I mean, they, they, dude, they were pretty good. I don't think he's not be. First of all, the one on one argument in basketball is kind of crazy because the game's never going to be played that way. The better argument that I will always make is in, instead of saying in the hypothetical one on one world, I would live in the hypothetical five on five world where it's five Lonzo Balls versus five, you know, Steph Curry's or whatever the case is. That's just a much clearer picture of, of, of like, well, how good of a basketball player are you? So. LeVar Ball starts talking about how his kids are going to impact the NBA and how they're going to be like the biggest stars in the world. And we got a little quote here. It's a little long, so stick with me here. It says, the monsters in the NBA, their dads wasn't that good. They were okay. They was players. But the fact that the old Del Curry wasn't no all-star, he wasn't cold. He could shoot the ball. Kobe Bryant, his dad wasn't all that. That's why he's such a monster. And now he moves into LeBron here. He says, you got LeBron. It's going to be hard for his kids because they are going to look at them like you got to be just like your dad. And after a while, that pressure starts sitting on you like, why do I got to be just like him? Why can't I just be me? And then they are going to be like, oh, you're soft. You're not that good because the expectation is very, very high. All of that, I think, is a little bit true. 
Okay, yeah. I think that's true. I think that's fair. That they, 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 the expectation, if LeBron's kids end up playing professional basketball, you are going to be judged. Michael's kid played in college, and people did. They kind of judged him against Michael. Uh, let's not let's not you know n- negate how hard it is to become a professional athlete, and that's just to become one. I'm saying like just to just to get on a squad roster is a huge accomplishment, especially in the NBA. It, it truly and genuinely is. And of course, when it comes to uh, these once-in-a-generation transformative players, even greats of the association. I'm not even talking like a LeBron. I mean, just a, a really good player. You know, uh, if, if we're going to look, if we're going to, well, if we're going to look at, at players who have had kids who have played in the association, okay. All right, like, if, if we're going to look at that, I mean, John Stockton and Mike Stockton are a great comparison there. We're like, dude, John go. Stockton, one of the best point guards of all time. Great. It's passer. not a short. It's not a shortcoming of his son to not be the greatest. To not be to not be one of the greatest of all times. The guy's a goddamn. And professional athlete. That's a huge accomplishment. So it's it, 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 yeah, but the audience unfairly it, sports fans are going to judge you uh, harshly. Now, and obviously, what you're saying is true. There's only so many greatest of all times. LeBron's kids hold a different, uh, different weight than Larry Nance's kid did. You know what I mean? Like there's there's going to be a, a ba- right. Uh, I think Levar Ball is right in what he said, but. You're going to talk about the pressure of what it's like to be LeBron James's kid trying to play basketball while you're thrusting all this pressure on your own kids and now telling people in interviews, and I don't necessarily disagree with that, that putting pressure on kids is actually good and making them rise to the challenge is actually good. I think there's probably room for that. I think he's gone too far at times, um, you know, saying that, you know, his kid's better than Steph Curry. I think it's a little too far. Uh, but I, I don't have a problem with you putting pressure on your kids, but you can't then say that they, this pressure is going to murder those kids, but the pressure you're putting on yours is going to make them better. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I mean, that is. That's, that's crazy. Uh, and, and, uh, and obviously, you know, like I said, there's going to be a heavier burden on, on, the, on the sons of greatness or, or whatever, but you're putting just as much weight on them. Just as much. Yeah, I would agree. Absolutely he is. And so now LeBron has responded. And I find it to be a little unfortunate LeBron has to respond to LeVar Ball. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, I find that to be a little unfortunate for LeBron. I get it. And and for the NCAA and for, like, I mean, dude, honestly, this has turned into a sideshow. And I guess the NCAA is looking for any attention that it can get. I was going to say, it's the best story they've had all year. Uh, but, but I mean, like, this... Nobody cares about college basketball regular season. Barely anybody cares about the play, about the March Madness. When was the last time you heard somebody talk about their brackets? A week ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, at this point, we're all like, When yeah, you whatever, filled it out? Cares. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Who cares? That's fair. But, but I mean, it's got to be frustrating that, like... Like, nobody's talking about the games. Nobody's talking about the players. Nobody's talking about, you know, the coaches who are the shoot stars of college basketball. People are talking about this guy's dad. It just, that, that is. That, that, it's, it's like, this is what we're covering on ESPN right now? Some guy's dad? Yeah, because it's the only story that sport has right now. That's unfortunate. So LeBron has responded and said, keep my kid's name out of your mouth. Keep my family out of your mouth. James told that to ESPN on Tuesday as the Cavaliers were practicing uh, on UCLA's campus. Uh, they just beaten the Lakers, I guess. That's why they were out there in L.A. He says he can talk about his brand, talk about his sons, talk about basketball. You can even talk about me, James told ESPN. Which, again, there is a very measured response. He said, but keep my family out of this. He said, this is dad to dad now. It's a problem now. Well, the king has spoken there. And uh, I have to get LeBron's back here. You know, I've, I've been saying over the last couple of days that if I was, you know, if I grew up in a different part of the country and I was working at a different radio station, I may have been a little harder on LeBron all year than I had been about some of the stuff that's happened this season. But when it comes to this, I think he's right. 
I, I think you got to, because those kids aren't playing ball yet. Not college but ethnic basketball players. They're not, so. Right. I mean, they're playing in like their schools sixth or whatever. Grade, right. Right. They're playing sixth grade oh. basketball. So at this point, they're just kids playing hoops for the love of hoops. Right. You start getting into where LeBron was sophomore year of high school. You're on the cover of Sports Illustrated or whatever. Then it's kind of gloves off, kind of say what you want here. And what he said isn't inaccurate. But when we're talking about elementary school kids, I'm with LeBron. Dude, like I'm not a parent. Okay, but I know that when I get into an argument with a parent, that if we're that even if gloves come off and we go blow for blow and we're trying to hurt each other's feelings, right, that you don't mess with people's kids. It's just a hot button and you're going to escalate things way too far. Now, I think what he said about the kids is true. There's going to be unfair pressure when you're LeBron James's kid. But people kind of know that, LeVar. You're not exposing that. Well, and what are you saying that for? You know what I mean? The intentions kind of matter here, too. You're saying it in an inflammatory reason. You're not talking about, like, boy, it's got to be tough for LeBron's kids. I think it was in response to people saying, you know, you have all this faith in your kids, but you weren't that great of a player. And he was saying, well, you know, that's kind of how it works. Well, Del Curry wasn't as good as Steph. No, and so he just said he could have beat Michael Jordan. Right. He just said he could beat Charles Barkley. So, uh, I mean, and Charles Barkley said, nobody that averaged two points in college is beating uh, me, and I think even now Charles might beat him. I mean, dude, you, you just said you could beat two of the greatest basketball players of all time, two of the top 25 players of all time, and you're going to say that, oh, well, I, I, I wasn't that good, so my sons are going to, dude, I mean, what a convoluted message. You're just saying things just to say things, and, and honestly, like, good, I'm glad LeBron put you in your place. Yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, let your kid saying to people, my kid's the best college basketball player. That's dad. Welcome to being a dad. That's what dads think. Saying he's better than Steph Curry is crazy. Saying you could beat Michael Jordan is crazy. And I think, dude, like LeBron said, talk about me. Have your opinion about me. Say your kid's better than me. I'm fine with that. But keep my kids out of it. And, you know, again, this business Radio, especially rock radio stations, you can get yourself into rivalries of, you know, this show versus that show. And I've been involved in a ton of them in my career. And, you know, I was brought up in this business and I worked with a guy once upon a time who kind of taught me the rules of like, hey, this is how I'm going. And it was his show. So we ran the rules by his show. And he said to me, he's like, I run mafia rules in my studio, which is I'll mess with the dude on the radio all day. But I'm not talking trash about his wife, and I'm not talking trash about his kids, because at the end of the day, it's not right. They're not the players involved in the game. He was like, at the end of the day, he's like, I'll say whatever I want about the guy who, who is up against us, but I'm not bringing his family into it. And I've kind of adopted that and have run with that, because I just feel like that's the right way to go about it. And talking about sixth graders, and I, again, I'm, I don't know where LeBron's kids actually are, but I think it's like right around there. Sure. Right? I mean, yeah, the six, end, eight, yeah. whatever, doesn't Fourth really matter. Grade, at the end of the day, you're talking about small children, and I understand LeBron going, okay, far enough now, you brought my kids into it, and basically said, dad to dad, this is a problem now, which means, bro, if I see you and you open your mouth, you're getting punched. And given LeBron has had no negative press like that whatsoever, I wouldn't hate it if the first one was knocking LeVar Ball out. Like, if LeBron knocks LeVar Ball out, honestly, I will actually really, really enjoy that. All right, Fantone, another woman. 
has been arrested and I believe already convicted for your least favorite crime. So we'll fill you in on that story next on Rock 106. On Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online, WRQK.com. That's where you can podcast yesterday's program in case you missed New Tour Tuesday. A little cold today, but then uh, it's going to warm up a little bit and better weather is going to make you want to buy a new car. That's what happened to me. And to buy another one. So you're probably going to need a loan for that. So let's send you to CSC Federal Credit Union. Where no matter what you're looking for, they'll have a loan for that. Whether it be a joyride, first ride, whatever you're looking for. ATV even. Maybe an RV. Do a little family travel this summer. Need one of those? Griswold style, baby. CSC would love to get you finance for that. Great rates on their loans. Terms up to 84 months, which will keep your payment low. No prepayment penalties. Not going to cost you anything to apply for the loan. You can grab uh, more details online at their website, which is CSEFCU.com. Buy a boat. Go buy a boat, dude. There's also bank there, which I do. Yeah. And uh, Dude, I use their app all the time on my phone. I actually just paid my rent yesterday live on the air. I was like, yeah, I forgot to do that. Let's send that via the mobile app. I love CSE, man. Hey, dude, and you know, I think everybody everywhere hates the concept of like the big bank. Son of a bitch, the big bank. Dude. Federal credit unions, those are like the opposite. Right. All that money stays local. It's those 100% are local, local people. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you're so anti-big money, dude, join, join a credit union. Yeah. I love being a member there. Actually, I'm going to go to their members' like party. They do it uh, annually. I'm to get lit, son. Yeah, I'm going to the member party. I want to, uh, well, dude, I, I, I want to rub elbows with the movers and shakers of Canton, Ohio. So a woman has been uh, arrested for your least favorite crime ever. Okay. You hate this. Yeah, I do. Where female teacher bangs young man in school, or and not necessarily in school, but right. like bangs one of her students, right. and like people go, where are those teachers when I was growing up? Uh, uh, uh. Here's the thing. Those teachers were banging kids in school. Yeah, they were. They just didn't think you were cool enough to do it. Oh. Well, luckily, they weren't victimizing you. Well, all right, that too, I guess. <laughs> All right, yeah, that too. Right, right. But my brother slept with one of his high school teachers. This has been happening forever. Yeah, obviously this isn't a new crime. It's not. No, not at all. Not even close. So in Texas now, the Lockhart Police Department says Sarah Falks, all of 27 years old, engaged in sexual contact with a 17-year-old male student. They started looking into the complaint on March 10th when they received a report from a school administrator regarding the potential inappropriate relationship. Then police had figured out that the male student had been in contact with her in person and via messages. That's where, I mean, you shouldn't do it at all, but you're definitely going to get caught when you put things in print and in digital form. A warrant was issued for her arrest on Monday. She turned herself in and then bounded out the same exact day. She's been with the school district since around uh, October of 2014, about three years there, has been suspended by the district. That sounds like that should have been fired, but that's probably one of those legal things. We have to suspend you right. and wait for you know to be fully convicted, happen, right. all that stuff, right. and then we'll like escort you out. And Which, that is how that should go. It's, I mean, yeah, you you have due process. Right. You should you should be able to prove yourself innocent, innocent before you get fired. Innocent until proven guilty. There. Okay, I'm okay with that. School says is, or uh, I'm sorry, cops say as soon as we learned of the report, we acted swiftly to involve uh, you know all proper law enforcement that we needed. School says we will not tolerate any improper communication or contact between a teacher and a child. 
According to her work page that has since been taken down, Falk taught anatomy and physiology and Jeez. environmental systems. Jeez. She said prior to teaching at Lockhart, she was a teacher of, uh, at another elementary school. Lockhart police said they've never had to investigate a teacher for having an inappropriate relationship with a student before. 17 years old is obviously older, but at the same time, it doesn't make anything right, Detective Jesse Bell had said. If the kid is in school, parents trust the school to take care of their kids, so it's definitely not right that a teacher in a position of power over a student be able to take advantage of a student. Here's the other thing. like I read another story about this woman yesterday that said like she had went and seen this kid and had sex with him like 10 minutes after like celebrating her husband's birthday. Oh, dude, I think that's a very common uh, story and or a c- common part of these stories is that, oh, she's happily married, blah, 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 this just, she's engaged, you know, all these things where she doesn't feel the satisfaction out of that. You know, you think that like, hey, once I get a job and once I get a family and once we get a house, I'm going to feel so satisfied by this. And she didn't. So, you know, she had to, she had to, she had to turn to a 17-year-old. Honestly, some, some people that cheat... What they get off on is how they're mistreating the person who's at yeah. home. Nah. Like, I know a woman who is married, and I have stopped any physical contact with her, and it's been years now. But there was a time where I, yes, I knew she was married, and I was choosing to look the other way, and I didn't care. And every once in a while, she'll reach out to me and say something and this and that. And in some of like the text that she'll start to send, she'll start to get a little dirty to try to seduce me into the situation. And one of the things she hits over the head is like she kind of drives home the. I like the fact that I'm mistreating him, which makes it harder for me. But That's just me. I'll say this about this teacher, though, dude. Yeah. I mean, she's crazy hot like she's like as far as like it like these stories go like they always look a little hot because you know what they did like this chick to me looks really really hot and everybody's has having a problem with her because she's smiling like ear to ear in like the booking photo like she uh like she like she's glad she got caught or like i think what women are gonna say is if they just slept with a 17 year old they'd probably be full of smiles too but she's only 27, so it's not like, you know... What difference does that make, though, dude? You're an adult. No, what I mean is, like, it's not like she's going home to a 50-year-old husband who needs Viagra to get oh, an okay, erection. Okay, you see what okay, I'm saying? Okay, okay. I think that was the thing. No, it's still awful. We, we, right now, there is a nationwide manhunt going on. A nationwide manhunt. The story out of Tennessee, right? For a, for, for a, a high school student who is sleeping with a teacher. There's a nationwide manhunt going on. But because it's a because it's a female student and a male, a male teacher, we're all like, Oh my God! We'll see. It's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. And and this the the exact opposite. It's a female teacher, a hot female teacher, and a, and a and a male student. Where was that teacher when I was a kid? Right. Where was that teacher when I was a kid? Well, I'm reading from Twitter, and I've said this before too. I've admitted this about myself. Now I don't have kids yet, so my view may change if I was to happen to have like let's say twins. You got one of each there, All right? But the, here's a guy uh, just reached out to us on Twitter. He has kids. He has one of each. And he says, I know it's wrong. I know it's wrong. But if my 17 year old son slept with a hot teacher he's like my instinct would be to high five him and if my daughter did it it would be to burn the school what if your 17 year old son slept with a male teacher yeah then i think honestly then you're probably back to burning the school right because you want to bang a hot teacher that's why you think it's okay but you're an adult there's a huge difference dude when i was 17 i wanted to bang adults all the effing time dude of course dude that's what i was thinking about it's all i could think about
But, dude, you are a, you as an adult have to be the one who walks away. Well, he was trying to seduce me. She was trying to seduce me. Yeah, you're, when teachers you're say a that, grown that, up. that holds no weight for you're me. You're a grown up. And it turns out, like, she was the aggressor. She looks, this woman looks so much like Kristen Bell. And I got a sexual predator. I got a huge thing for Kristen Monster. Bell. Monster. Yeah, here's the thing, dude. If they let her out of jail tomorrow, though, I'm having sex with her. I mean, she's hot, dude. Yeah. Victimizing children. Yeah, it's not good. You know? But, dude, all my other ex-girlfriends had awful stuff about them, too. I'm sure it wasn't that, but, you know. They, I was going to say. They had some not-so-great stuff going on. Hopefully none of them in- in- involved having sex with a child. Ah, come on. I'm getting all uptight for because children are being victimized. Oh, dude, I know. But I'm with I'm with our listener here. Like I and I know it's wrong, but if my kid if my son comes home, I'm kind of like looking at my wife like, well, he'll probably be all right, right? Which if you think about it is actually the the wrong way. Because what is what does all the science tell you? That women are are emotionally older at a younger age than men are, which would mean what? That they're prepared for sex much sooner than a young boy would be. So it's actually, if we were going to look at it properly, it would be more accepting the other way. Neither way would be right, but it should be more accepting the other way because women are more emotionally stable at a younger age than young boys are. I'm going to say it should be neither way. I should be neither way. Stop having sex with kids. Yes. I like that being the official statement of the Stansberry Show. Stop having sex with kids. And again, our listener responded back. He goes, you're damn right. Nobody's getting high fives for mail on mail. So it's not it's not about your son. It's about your penis. It's about your fantasy. Yes. Okay. Which is weird. All right. Sarah Folks. She could get it. She could totally get it. I might go to Texas. I might, dude, I might bail. Oh, she's already out on that. I would have paid her bail, dude, though. You are way too old for her, right? I mean, dude, she could have been banging a 40-year-old dude. She's got a husband. Bro, I could pass for 17 all day. Oh, okay, okay, all right. You don't think I could pass Stand for 17? Getting carded at rated R movies. <laughs> I could pass for 17. Let me live that lie, all right. you dicks. All right. No, I know the 20000000 million. They're not going to let me have it. No. Come on, man. I need happiness in my life. I can pass for 17. All right. We have corn tickets. We'll get you hooked up next. Hang on. Spirit Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Another reminder that today, after 4 p.m., you can stop by Wendy's and get a kid's meal, quality kid's meal, for just $1.99 after 4 p.m. Has everything your kids are looking for for just $1.99. So if you're working overtime, you don't have to cut corners at dinner time. And honestly, with it only being $1.99, you got some money left over to pick up something for yourself. For that $1.99... You can actually get a kid's cheeseburger, a delicious cheeseburger made fresh right when it's ordered. And that means it's easy just to make it the way your kid wants it. You can also get a four-piece chicken nuggets. I like those because you can eat them with your fingers on the way home. It's for your kids, not you, dude. And Wendy's chicken nuggets, crispy on the outside, juicy on the inside. They're made out of all white meat there. You choose your sauce. Stop by Wendy's, $1.99 after 4 p.m today. Shout out to Wendy's for all those renovations they've made recently. There's the new one on Market. There's the new one in Maslin. The one up in Belden changed buildings and is like all brand new. I didn't know that, but the new one on Market right outside of downtown is really nice. Fancy. I like it. I like it. Um, 
we do have corn tickets. We're going to pass these yeah. out right now because we're required to end a little early today because there's an EAS test. Yeah. That's going to like take over statewide. Like yeah. every every broadcast outlet is going to have something on this. This is like the tornado statewide. You have to do this hard time of 950. So. Yeah, and I got to get out and I got to let these spots run before that happens. So let's pass out these corn tickets. We'll take caller 30 right now. 1-800-243-7625. You're off to see corn. August 2nd out at Blossom. Aside from that, the show's over. Be back at it live tomorrow morning. 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great day. See you. Price and participation vary. 